San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, uh. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning. Rudy J, Pledge. Rob is, um, what is it? today? Is today a, a national holiday? It is, right? I guess. I, I think it's one of those satellite holidays. I, I think, no, I think they, it's like school is out. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It's the like banks, the post office. Yeah, the it's banks. like Columbus Day or something. Yeah. You know, a lot of people get it, but not everybody. Yeah, so Rob is out today because next Monday um, I will be with uh, – I'm going with Joe Rodnagel to Austin to play in to play in a golf tournament. So Rob was like, "Well, since you're gonna go play golf next Monday, <laughs> I'm going to take President's Day off." But this is this was actually a company one as well. I think we could have all like said, "Hey, go to National," <laughs> but I don't think that was gonna happen. I think this is an actual holiday under the Alpha Media umbrella. Not now, not for you, Pledge. You don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't count. You don't count. You have to work regardless. So you you subbing in for Carl today. So appreciate you. You got a full day, bro. Another full day. You had a full day Friday as well, didn't you? There you go. Yeah, it happens. It happens. So you got to do this show, then you President's Day, guys. Yeah, I know I know what day it is, um, whoever said that on the early bird stream yard. But I just didn't know if it was like one of those, like, like is every call center off? Like, is Nationwide off? Is Wells Fargo off? Is... Um, Body solutions? Are they, are they all? <laughs> <laughs> is everybody off today? I don't know. But regardless, you're tuned in to r r in the morning. Be with you until 10 a.m. Then halftime with Michael Jimenez, 12 p.m. to 2. And then batting cleanup is J&J. The Blitz, Joe, and Jason finish up from uh, 4 to 7. But you want to tune in to halftime today because... Kevin Hart will be at the AT&T Center Saturday, August the 13th for his reality check tour. And we want to send you win a pair of tickets all week long right here on the Star. Kevin Hart live in AT&T Center August 13th. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster or stay tuned to San Antonio Sports Star. Now, I'm not going to say I don't know if y'all know what time yet, right? I'm not going to give you the time. You just got to tune in to halftime with Jimenez and uh, he'll let you know when, how, where. Now, I would hope Jimenez, hope this ain't just like a six. He should make y'all work. He should make y'all work for those. I don't think that should just be like pick up the phone and dial. I think you need to, it's got to be something to go along with Kevin Hart tickets. That's a tough ticket to give. That's a tough ticket to get. So, no, man. Uh, I I hope uh, Jimenez doesn't just do, we're going to take the sixth caller right now for Kevin Hart tickets. We know we ain't off, Adrian Diaz says. So, yeah, most people are at work today including Pledge and I. Rob is mailing it in. He's probably not even awake. No, Rob is awake. He wants to is hear he? he want to know what... Well, I guess it depends on what he did yesterday. That's that's what it boils down to. He wanted to do brunch, but I had family in town, and uh, they didn't leave till yesterday afternoon. So maybe we'll do brunch. So we wanted to do a, a sports star brunch, which we all do need to do. Um, but I guess it just depends on what he did yesterday. How was your weekend? It was all right. It was busy. I had a lot going Busy. on. What do you have going on? Well, Saturday I was here 
obviously. And then oh, yeah, of course. After yeah. I was done here, I had to take care of some stuff for my mom's. And then oh. I went to Tim McGraw at the rodeo that night. What? Yeah. That was fun. Is Tim McGraw still like super duper washboard lean? He is lean. Yeah, I remember. Like it was all of a sudden. I remember it was on over over a decade ago. He just decided I'm just gonna be lean for the rest of my life. So how was the show? It was awesome. Actually, we had some super box seats at the rodeo. It was fun. Had a good time. Took us three hours to get parked Why? from leaving the house to the to getting parked. Three wait hours. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So wait, how? Why? We, we left at four forty. Okay. We got parked at seven like forty five. So what happened? What I mean the rodeo isn't anything new. We've <laughs> all been. What why three hours? What did the AT T Center do? What what's going on at the AT T Center? Well, the rodeo's going on at the No, AT&T. I know, but I mean, <laughs> it's not like this is anything new. It shouldn't take three hours to park when... Oh, I'm aware that it shouldn't, but they've done some things differently this year. The carnival is in the front now. So... Yeah, normally the carnival's all the way at the back. Yeah. You walk in, you go through all the food and all that stuff, and then you get to the carnival. So it's up front now, so it's blocking those front lots. Oh, okay. And on the, on top of that, on Saturday... Tim McGraw has, and a lot of artists have the two shows, the 1 o'clock and the 7 o'clock rodeo. Well, a lot of people that were there leaving after Tim McGraw at 7 are trying to get out as a lot of others are trying to come in. Well, because that front's blocked off that kind of has the opening to where it's got the turnaround, it's got the exit. There's a lot of cars going the same direction trying to get out while others are coming in. So they didn't think that through. It was not pretty. So basically, this is what happened. So the carnival didn't make as much money as they wanted it to last year, so they moved it to the front, make more money. Because sometimes, you know, unless you have kids, if you don't have kids, you're really not going to carnival anyways. But, you know, it's just like a shop. Like when you want to, you know, show something and and sell something up front, you put it up front so this way you have to get to wherever you want to get to, you got to go through there. So maybe more people would spend money at the carnival, but they didn't think about what, happened you so you missed the first 40 minutes of the show no i mean the show wasn't until like nine something oh, like, but okay. we missed gotcha. like the first part of the rodeo like the rodeo is the part that starts at seven i have not rodeo this year man I, I i i like the rodeo i don't love it my daughter we you know it was, we used to take my daughter my 13 year old but she wasn't really asking to yeah. go this year so well there were only... i like it though i i, I go because i like the uh i like the bull riding yeah. And just to get out of the house. But this year, I just haven't been pressed to get out there. I'll tell you this. Like, the calf roping was really cool. I enjoyed watching I like the that. the calf roping. Um, the super box seats was a good way to enjoy it. Tim McGraw. Why are you flexing on us? It was. It was Why awesome. Why are you flexing on us, though? Because I can't. What? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't my tickets. I was gifted some tickets. It was a good time. Okay. And they happened to be in a really good spot. <laughs> See, I was supposed to do Luda Thursday. See, that that's the other one I wanted I wanted to go to Luda. I had no plans of Tim McGraw, but there's one other I still kind of want to see. Ryan Bingham. I think he closes down the rodeo. I don't know who he is. Ryan Bingham. Who's he's country. He's country. Let's bump back with Ryan. I got At you. 730, let's bump back with Ryan Bingham. Yeah, so Al, owner Alamo Cycleplex, Big Dave Sears, he had, he had some tickets for me Thursday, but he couldn't go. I was going to go with him. 
I was going to go hang out with my guy. You know, that's my guy. Yeah. I know owners and stuff. You know, I'm, let me flex. You know, <laughs> let me flex. Flex, I know, baby. I know owners and things with box seats, but he couldn't go. He had some business to tend to. So since he couldn't go, then I was like, you know what? I'll just let him give those tickets to somebody that, at, you know, that works underneath him at Alamo. They work hard over there at Alamo Cycleplex. So I was like, you know what? Hook, hook your employees up with those tickets and I'll hang out with you at a later date. So, no, how much longer we got for the rodeo? Another week? No. Yeah. About another week? I, all I know is this. I think it ends next Sunday. Okay. I know one thing I am having for. My sister was here this weekend. We had a funeral. Rest in peace to my cousin, Ivory Melton. His, uh, thoughts and prayers of his family. That's why my sister and my brother-in-law and my mom came in town. They came in town for a funeral. hate when you have to get together for those things. But nonetheless, you have to get together. So rest in peace to my cousin, Ivory Melton. But my sister was already like, oh, well, we, we'll be back for Fiesta. And I was thinking like, damn, you know what? I haven't Fiesta'd in what since 2019 didn't fiesta in 2020 didn't in 2021 so i am looking forward to fiesta though i'm a taste of new orleans guy yeah i am a king williams guy ah i think i've hung up my niosis i think i've hung up niosis i mean i i get it because one it's just it's just beer it's just chicken on a stick and it's just super super crowded and it used to just be like college night was super bad you know college night was like the night where like yeah when i was when i first 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 met my wife and my 24 25 we do college night or whatever but now i have no room i have no room for it but now it seems like every night and then especially this year because we've been cooped up i think it's going to be even worse so i'm skipping niosa oyster i don't eat oysters but Oyster Bake has a, you know, it's wide open, but it's also just beer. Like, at least at the Taste of New Orleans, I get I get some good food. I see everybody that I used to go to school with, everybody used to hoop with. You know what I mean? So, like, that's just, like, tradition. Um, And King Williams, I don't know. I just like the King Williams vibe. It's a little tight, too, but I like the King Williams vibe. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I just like the vibe out there. Uh. I think that's about it, right? What else is there for Fiesta? Uh, they got the parades. You see? The Battle of the Flowers parade. Are you a parade guy? I think like the first two minutes, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Then after that, I'm like. No, I get that. But. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like, oh, I'm not a parade. Unless like you go with somebody that like traditionally has great seats or they have a great hotel room and you could chill on their balcony. That That's a different vibe. Now, here's a different vibe, too. What if you are invited to be on one of the floats? Oh, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. I've never been invited to be on anyone's float. But yeah, if hey, I'm on the float. It's time to put it out there then. Rudy J. Hey, I need to be on somebody's float. <laughs> this is a big show. This is a big station, which this station is celebrating 14-year anniversary this Thursday at the Rue Pub. I've been told there's some guy that played quarterback for a team up in Dallas. I think he wore number eight. I think he might be at the Rue Pub. I don't know for sure, but that's what I've been told. He wore number eight. He played for Dallas. I can't remember his name, but he's supposed to be at the Rue Pub Thursday. Halftime is going to do their show from there. The Blitz is going to do their show from there. And then after the Blitz, it's all bets off. I'd Uber. It is our 14-year anniversary, so that's definitely an Uber day. I'm sure Minix will Uber. You will not see the Audi. You will not see the Audi on the 14th-year anniversary party. <laughs> so... um, it's going to be a good time out at the roof this Thursday night. Well, it just depends on when you get there. Because, again, Jimenez will be there at noon. 
um, noon to two. We're going to be out there. It's going to be a whole thing, man. It's going to be a really, really, really good time. Uh, what do I got? I'll be there. I'm just trying to figure out what time I'm going to get there. I'll have to figure that out with the wifey, but should be a very good time. 14 years in business, and then next year is our quince. We, we've decided to do a quince años for our 15-year anniversary. That's already been uh, set in stone. But my weekend, like I said, it started off uh, kind of sad. You know, it's always sad when someone dies out of the blue. But other than that, I mean, Friday didn't do much. Saturday, of course, I had the funeral. Got to got out with my sister. And then yesterday, um, family was still in town to the afternoon. Then I took the kids somewhere because the kids had been pretty much home all weekend. So we went and did the whole Dave and Buster's and get the kids out of the house. Because nowadays we feel like, oh, man, the kids haven't done anything. We got to get them out of the house. Eh, I think it's a little overrated. I think they're, I think they're spoiled. Like, you know, my wife's always like, well, they haven't done anything since last week. Like, that's what... We got all, we got seventy nine TVs, sixty nine iPads. Uh, they could do stuff at home. They have way more stuff yeah, than I dude, ever like, did growing up to keep themselves we just, entertained. We just went outside. Like, I was told, and then we got all outside. You had to do something like mom's got a hair appointment. You're just gonna have to sit and wait while it finishes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know when. Again, we give them everything, and it's still not enough. Like everyone, like, well, we got to get the kids out of the house. No, we don't. They have all outside. They, you know what I mean? Like, go, they could go outside. There's a playground down the street from me. I have a decent sized backyard. I don't have to go somewhere and spend the hunt. Like, cause if you walk, nowadays, if you walk out of the house, just know you're, you're spending a hundred dollars. And that's, that's being nice. That's being nice. Like, if you go, like you go to Dave and Buster's and then you go and eat and then you factor in the gas and the time, you, you you done spent two hundred dollars. Like it it costs too much money to leave the house nowadays. I'm waiting. See, I can talk noise because I know my wife's still asleep because my daughter doesn't have school today. So <laughs> I just trying to get her to understand that. Like, do you really want to spend? Do you really want to chalk up two hundred dollars every time you put the keys in the ignition? It's annoying. It's annoying. Like the kids, the kids, the kids. They got nothing. They to got do. nothing to do. What are we gonna do? Like, Nothing. how bad is that? That they just lack the ability to keep themselves entertained now for more than 10 minutes. You can hear my 13-year-old. I'm bored. She even has my three-year-old saying, I'm bored. I want to go shopping. I want to go to the blue store, which... When did my, we become get-off-your-lawn guy? Yeah, but I know. <laughs> my three-year-old calls the blue store. It's She's talking about Ross because she equates Ross with toys because every time she goes, my wife buys her something. So now she's like, I want to go to the blue store. We're just sitting at home on a random Wednesday, 6.30 at night. She's like, I want to go to the blue store. No, we're not going to the blue store. We don't have to do anything. Why can't we? <laughs> What's like, the blue store? They, Ross. Okay. Yeah, they don't understand like with the toll that this show is, takes on my body. Like I get up at 4 every day. So sometimes on Saturday and Sunday, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. And it costs <laughs> too much to move. But I digress. We got All-Star Weekend. We got Cowboys. We got Jawan Howard, DeJounte Murray, the Spurs remaining schedule, Rory McIlroy, LeBron James, Jared Allen outfit shaming. And I got to talk about the dunk contest. A lot of you non-athletic can't run up your street, can't can't touch the, the ceiling in your house, can barely get anything off the top of your refrigerator. Never played anything in your life, but always got something to say about the dunk contest. 
Always. And don't tell me, well, the guys at TNT said it too. Yes, they they can do that. But if you didn't make varsity until your senior year, don't talk to me about wow. If you didn't make varsity until your senior year, don't talk to me about the dunk contest. And we're going to get into it. But right now, as always, was it the Beer Depot 5 to 6 or Jason Lowe 6 to 7? Not sure how true any of these are given the time frames. What, what was he talking about? Aikman. Oh, I am worried about him. The TV raised us. You're right, AD. Yes, StreamYard. I don't, I don't know. We'll see about the time frame. I, nobody said he's going to be there from 12 to 10. I just said he'll be there. He might be there from 8 to 8.15. I don't know. But he might be there. So who was that? You know him? Uh-uh. Was he somebody that, no, I mean, I don't uh, In the know? I don't know. Who cares? There's always one. <laughs> but it's time for the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. We'll start things off with the Winter Olympics. What? Yeah. They're they, still going on? No, they came to an end this okay. weekend. <laughs> if you weren't paying attention, Norway won the medal count with 37 overall and the most with 16 golds. The ROC, or Russian Olympic Committee, finished second with 32 overall. Germany finished third with 27 medals, but second in golds with 12. And the U.S. finished fourth overall in medals with 25, and eight of which of those gold medals. Norway, for whatever reason, feels like the country that should win the most medals. I don't, I've never been to Norway, don't study Norway, but Norway feels cold. Sweden? Sweden? Uh, Sweden? Sweden? Um... So we got fourth overall? Fourth overall. I don't know. I don't know. Is but that, then is again, that remember they were letting the Russians dope and play at the same time? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, when but our... Shikari would. If Shikari couldn't. Yeah, Shikari. Shikari Richardson couldn't. Her mom died. She she hit the joint and she can't go. But the, but the Russian young lady can test positive and still go play. Whatever. But so Norway, Russia, who was third? Germany was third. See, those are all countries that are supposed to be top three. You know, sure. I don't know. It just feels like it's cold and they they ski a lot. Sure, but at the same time, it feels like the U.S. should be really good in should these we be events better? too. Should we? Well, I mean, if you think about it, I don't know. Do we ever dominate the winter events? Like, think of the amount of money it costs to play hockey or to go skiing. Like a day pass at Brackenridge just to even train. That's expensive, right? It feels like we should be better just based on the amount of money that goes into these sports. That's a great take, Pledge. Um, we got fourth. How many countries are there? 30, 40, 50? I don't know. We got fourth. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it feels like okay. we should be better. All right, moving on. <laughs> be better, hey, USA. Well, NASCAR kicked off its Super Bowl to kick off the season as Austin Sendrick holds off Bubba Wallace to win the Daytona 500 over the weekend. Cindric wow. was the leader at the start of the two-lap overtime shootout. Overtime in that late. 
Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Overtime. It go was ahead. the first career cup victory in eight starts for Cedric, who uh, was promoted from the Xfinity Series to replace Brad Kaslowski and run for NASCAR's Rookie of the Year honors. At 23 years, 212 days old, Cedric's the second youngest driver to win at the Daytona 500, according to ESPN Stats and Info. He is also considered the first rookie to win the Daytona 500, although Trevor Bame won it in 2011 at 20 years and a day to be the actual youngest winner. He was not eligible to run for Rookie of the Year in the Cup Series. For Bubba Wallace, it was his second career, second place finish at Daytona. Shout out to Bubba. Um, I think the story of the Daytona 500 is Michael Jordan showing up to All Star the top 75 late because he was at Daytona. Now I know he has uh, stock in the game. I know. I, I know. I forget what is he? Oh, he's Bubba. Bubba. Yeah, he's with Bubba. He's with Bubba. So I know he sponsors Bubba. So he's like, hey, my guy was in it. But, I mean, Mike flies private. Now, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like it wasn't a big deal. But Mike shows up late. To the uh the top seventy five NBA players of all time because he was checking out his bubble, but overtime NASCAR guy helped me out. So did somebody finish in a tie? as a photo finish tie, and then they got to do some more laps. NASCAR Don Murphy listening. I know she <laughs> she lives in Dallas now. I don't know if she's listening, but Don, help me. Overtime in NASCAR. How does that happen? Pledge. We don't know. We just saw. We just we just give you the headlines. Two lap overtime shootout. That's the headline. So. It actually seems kind of cool, though. It seems real cool. I just don't like, know how go. you get there. Yeah, how do you get to over it? I think it has to be. Maybe tie. it's laps led? I don't know. I don't I'm know. Not, I need help, NASCAR person. Maybe Jordan's listening. I don't know. Help. How do we get to overtime? Jordan, help me out. Yeah, moving on. Headline Zero. The NFL Scouting Combine is in peril this year as players will announce today a boycott of the combine per source with knowledge of the situation 155 players represented by 13 different agencies are prepared to announce today a formal boycott of the 2022 scouting combine over the league's plan to implement a bubble the NFL issued uh, Saturday an email regarding restrictions that will apply to this year's combine due to the ongoing pandemic with the intention to create a bubble environment which will strictly limit the ability of players to interact with each other. Hopefully, the effort promotes the kind of revisions that will get the players to choose to show up, according to the report. If not, the Combine will proceed with nearly half of the 324 invited participants not participating. This is interesting. Um... Because for a lot of guys, the combine is really important. So for them to boycott, that's a big deal. Now, I'm thinking the half that's not boycotting is like, look, <laughs> I need this. So however they want to run it, I'm going to show up. Now, the other half that is boycotting, maybe they feel like, look, I'm getting drafted with or without the combine. That's how I'm looking at it. Because it's while, in my opinion, it's silly. I think, well, not silly. Silly is the wrong word. I don't think it holds as much weight as game tape. Game tape should hold more weight than you running a 40 with no pads on. Like, you're never going to be in an NFL game with no pads on. So running a 40 with no pads on makes no sense to me. I don't know why that holds so much weight, but it does. Your, your vertical with no pads on. Your shuttle with no pads on. Like, if you want to make the combine interesting and really take some stock in it, get full, get in full uniform. 
the checker flag was under okay we'll get back to that brick we'll, we'll save that comment um yeah man boycotting i've never heard of anybody boycotting the uh combine especially because you i've know, heard of people not i've heard people not doing it out but yeah. not to this extent <laughs> No, not 100, 124, 155, 155 guys. Because again, we've seen some guys be not heard of, get to the combine, bench press 225, 50 times, run a great 40, do a great shuttle. And next thing you know, they've gotten themselves into the first, second round. So it is important because, you know, these teams, they hold it they, for a reason. It's because, you know, I don't I haven't got to see said guys that much. So I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out and see if the NFL budgets on this because NFL makes a lot of money off of this like they do everything it's on NFL Network yep. it's a big deal it's sponsors everything there's a lot that goes into it other than just you know guys trying to make it to the next level so I want to see if the NFL caves which they rarely do definitely want to keep be uh, monitored I can't believe people watch the combine yes, I Jeff, watch it Jerub, a lot of people watch it I do too because some, sometimes at that time there's not much on I love the combine you do I'm, one, I, I'm a big draft guy in general yeah, you like are. I love the combine I like kind of evaluating throughout the year I like pro days I like pro day I like pro day but yeah that's why I want to see this is going to be very interesting pledge please keep me updated on that moving on that's the 411 and a 210. All-Star Weekend 2022 is in the... Okay, All-Star Weekend is in 2022 is in the books. Had the three-point contest, had the dunk contest, had the game, skills, rising stars. It's in the books in Cleveland. I think they did a good job. Made $100 million for the city as well. So a lot to get to with the rest of the way. We still got... DeJounte Murray, still got Cowboys, Spurs remaining schedule, McElroy, LeBron James. A lot to get to here on r in the morning, ESPN, 12, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's like breakfast tacos with the hot stuff. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. r and in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Zach Levine steps into a three. Hits it! Team Durant down one. They're only three points away from a win. Team LeBron needs two. 161. Team Durant 160. in front court to James. LeBron out on the right. Is he trying to find Curry? No, he's going to turn. He's going to fade. And he's going to hit it for the win. The King of Cleveland returns. LeBron James winning the 71st NBA All-Star Game. 163 to 160. Team LeBron 5-0 in All-Star Games. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. LeBron, since they went to this whole captain thing, he's been captain five times and he's never lost. I needed a Mike Breen bang on that though. I needed Breen. I needed Breeny with a with a bang. Isn't bang reserved for the threes though? Is it? Okay. I thought. Maybe. I don't know. It warranted one though. Mike but, Breen, Humey Davis on yeah. the call right here on San Antonio Sports Star <laughs> last night, by the way. That was on our station. Good. The thing about it is I I, I appreciate DeRozan understanding the assignment. Like Steph had fifty. I want to say Giannis had like 36. I don't remember the exact numbers. But DeMar understanding we're in Cleveland. Game on the line. Get it to the hometown, kid. I appreciate DeMar understanding the assignment, which is furthermore reason why I have him as my MVP. 
just understanding that LeBron deserved the ball in that situation. He did. It was good. Everybody understood the assignment. And last night, actually, after the game, LeBron talked about being able mm. to hit that winner in Cleveland and what it was like. All right. Uh, to answer your first question, I, I, I'm, I couldn't have dreamt it. I could not have dreamed of that moment any better than the actuality that just happened. Uh, for me to be back here, you know, like I keep staying 35 minutes south of where I grew up here in Akron, Ohio, um, to hit the game winner in the All-Star game where me and my guys back in the back, we, you know, used to watch the All-Star game. And, you know, I remember 25 years ago, we was 12, 11, wishing that we had the opportunity or the means to come up to Cleveland and see some of the greatest basketball players of all time because they inspired us so much. Um, um, and for me to be here today, uh, for my best friends, um, to be here for my wife and my kids and my family, my mom, and so many people that um seen me grow from a, a, a really a young toddler to who I am today. It was a, I couldn't even, I couldn't picture that moment any better. Um, We're going to talk a lot about, not a lot, but we're going to talk more LeBron James. He had a hell of a weekend. Like LeBron, he's so calculated. And the things he says and the things he does um, this weekend, he really let off. He let off some brawn bombs <laughs> as far as, you know, making sure his son gets drafted to throwing uh, Rob Lowe. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> what's my man's name? I don't even know his real name. It's, he looks just like Rob Lowe. <laughs> Palenque. Oh, Rob Palenque. Yeah, Rob Palenque throwing Rob Palenque under the bus. We're going to talk about LeBron, but let's start with the weekend. So, how much time did you log this weekend, Pledge? As far as with All Star? Well, because sat- well, Saturday you were at the rodeo. Yeah, I was busy parking- Saturday. So, Saturday, 4.40 to 12, you, you missed pretty much all of it. <laughs> I missed all of it. Yeah. I watched the replay of it afterwards because they ran it back, obviously. Bingo. I watched replays. I didn't watch any of the Saturday shenanigans live. Um, the DLP, the dunk contest was straight trash juice. The legendary shots was boring, although the Rising Stars was pretty intense. Three point contest was okay at best. These are the people I want to talk to. I want to talk to the people that know going into the weekend, you're not going to like it. Like, this isn't like people just, you know, other than if you, you sprinkle in Levine versus Aaron Gordon, who at the time, we didn't know that Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine were going to do that. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that. So other than that, they've been Vince Carter. Aaron Gordon, Levine. Um, I don't know. I saw some pretty legit dunks. They, let's get let's get into it, Pledge. My gosh, Obi Toppin, like the level of difficulty to kiss that, it off the glass before dunking it. People like this. Is what I'm saying about people that complain about the dunk contest because we've seen again. And keep in mind, a lot of people have Jordan and Dominique up there. There's 10th graders that can do what Jordan and Dominique were doing. Those are, those dunks were so, what you got, Pledge? I mean, and Siberian Sneak says, the dunk contest used to be must-see TV, had guys like Kemp, Carter, Jordan, Dominique, as you mentioned. Here's the problem, and this is the crux of it. I think it's because there are no quote-unquote stars in it that people are losing interest. The actual dunks themselves are nice. Yeah, Jalen Green 
was throwing some around the back between the legs dunks. You saw Toppin with the jumping over someone while going around the back and throwing it down. Like the the level of difficulty on the Thank dunks you, were Pledge. actually good. Thank you, Pledge. It was so spoiled and so it, it we're so jaded with this whole dunk contest thing. And again, if I'm John Morant, if I'm Giannis, who whatever Bron, Bron, whatever star you want to throw, look at how y'all act about it. I wouldn't get in either. Look how y'all act about it. Y'all act like those are regular dunks. Obi Toppin's dunks did, were better than anything Michael Jordan or Dominique Wilkins ever did or ever could imagine doing. And yes, and th- and that's the other thing. We're in this we're 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 in this Instagram world where on Instagram some dude takes two hundred chances to do something, but only films the one he makes. So yes, Jalen Green missed a few dunks. Whoever they all missed a few dunks. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the fix. You pre-record the dunk contest and only show the ones they make. Instagram society, baby. Let me sleep. You know, let me think on that. (laughs) You know, it's not a bad idea. But this is the thing, though. You taking time out of your Saturday night to watch something that you feel in your heart and your mind is going to suck. You know... In your heart and your mind, you're not going to like it, but yet you're taking time out of Saturday night where you could be with your wife or you could be with your kids or you could be with your boys, but yet you sit down and go and watch something that you know you're just going to like. Your life is the dunk contest. How about that? Your life is equivalent to the dunk contest if you're going to take time out of a Saturday night, Saturday night, to go and watch this and knowing you're going to hate it. Like, like, think about that. That's the equivalent of following somebody on social media that you don't like. That's the weirdo society we're in. Like, y'all are taking time out of your day to go and watch something you dislike? I do sports talk radio for a living. I'm not, that. I can't give them my time. I'll go and watch the highlights of it. I'll go and watch the highlights of it. I saw the, I saw the replay of it. I saw the misses and things. But again, we're talking about um, a bunch of guys that, one, you, you're going out on a limb because there's really not much under the sun we haven't seen. So to have the guts or the nads, it's early in the morning. I don't want to say what I want to say. To have the guts or the nads to go out there knowing that the Gerald Glens of the world and everybody else is going to hate on you just because they, they that's why y'all are showing up to hate. Take stones. No, I will not eat a Snickers, Paul. I'm tired of you people that can't jump over a curb discussing and I, I can't either if you i could barely slide a piece of paper up under me if i jump right now if i jumped as high as i could i could barely get two sheets of paper under it so i can't jump either <laughs> but you people that have now no athletic abilities in your bodies talking noise about these guys and those were some difficult dunks the ones that they made and that's the thing in in order to try and do something that hasn't been seen before or hasn't been done before and find a new variation of something to where you're catching a ball like Jalen Green trying to go between the legs as you catch it and then yam it down some a variation of something takes, we haven't seen that yeah it may take it, a, t- a time or two to like Perfect something that hasn't ever been done or and attempted. It's, and it's in front of 18,000 people. And it's in front of a few million people at home. And you out here trying these things. I applaud these guys. Because, again, only thing that's going to happen is we're going to get a whole bunch of people mad at mad at the dunk contest. 
Uh, and 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 again, again, you're going to watch it knowing you're going to hate it. So I applaud the guys getting out there trying. That's like the game of life. You know what I mean? I, I equate everything to the game of life. The game of life is like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to try. And if I fail, I fail. You never fail if you're trying. You succeed if you're trying. And these guys went out there and they tried knowing damn well that everybody watching is they're, they're just watching just to tune in to hate. That's what that's what the dunk contest has become. Like, let me go and tune in so I can go and tweet and Facebook and Instagram how bad it is. Now, I'm revisionist history. Are we romanticizing the dunk contest because of the attempts? Because a lot of people have this about have a problem with the attempts. Yeah, that's what a lot of people have a problem with. But and it at gets... the same time, I don't remember the misses from early dunk contests, but I'm sure that was probably still a thing. Like they they didn't all perfected on their first try, did they? Well, this is the thing, Pledge. They did make a lot of them on the first try because they were basic dunks. Like you know, we you know, Siberian brought up Sean Kemp. That's my guy. Siberian Sakes is my guy. He brought up Sean Kemp. Obi Toppin has been doing them Sean Kemp dunks since he was twelve. The only thing that Michael Jordan did that was that was pretty cool. The free throw line that's pretty cool. But I saw Brent Berry do it with his jacket on. All right. Saw Dr. J do it for him. You know, Dominique Wilkins was doing windmills. <laughs> we see windmills in game. And these are the these are the dunk contests that y'all go back that y'all refer to that were the glory days of the dunk contest. Those regular dunks. Those are regular dunks. Those dunks are easy for, 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 for these new guys. You don't think Jalen Jalen Green could go and watch the Jordan and Dominique tape and do those in game. In traffic. Has done them in Has game. Has done them in game in traffic. And y'all talking noise. Again, Zach and Aaron, that was special. That was something we've never seen. That Those guys, I tip my cap to. Even Vince. Vince Vince was cool because we wanted Vince. That's what the people wanted. And that's, what, that's the society we live in. Like, hey, you know, with boxing, we're like, y'all, they don't give us the fights we want. UFC gives us the fights we want. Vince Carter, we wanted him because we had seen him in game. And, and here's he, the thing, he showed, his in-game dunk may be one of the best of all time yes. in the Olympics when he yams it over a 7-6 dude. Thank you. The dunks Vince Carter did, eh, it was just fun because we wanted Vince. The dunks that we saw Saturday night and the dunks that we've seen over the years top anything that y'all that, that, that y'all consider the glory days. All right, stop. Wolf King, Steve Franchise had a nice dunk contest. He did. He did. But I just feel like y'all, I just feel like it's weird to tune into something just to hate. Like, I don't get that. Like, I'm not going to follow somebody. I'm not going to go follow. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch something that I have no intentions on liking. Or I know I'm going to hate. Like, I don't, I, you know, that just, it's a, that's kind of weird to me. I don't know, but you know, everybody. Instagram to society. Instagram Pre record it. Show only the I don't mates. Know, Pledge, you might be Boom, on the something. Everybody's I, in. Yeah, I didn't expect to use the whole segment on the dunk contest, but it made me mad, man, because us non-athletic people, we need to keep our opinions to ourselves sometimes. And I said us, including me. I run a 40 and a 10-2. I run 40-yard dash. It takes me 10 <laughs> seconds to run a 40. I cannot touch the backboard. I've never dunked a basketball ever in my life. I've touched the rim a few times when I was really, really, really skinny and I was hooping a lot. I was able to grab the rim a couple times. I got that bottom padding on the backboard. Yeah, once. I got the bottom pad. How <laughs> dare I talk about Jalen Green or Obi Toppin? Oh, crazy, man. Anyways, 
We got a lot more All-Star. The game in itself, Steph. The thing about it is, Steph, I'm going to be old man rocket chair on Steph, too. Like, we know he's the best shooter in the world oh. ever, right? He's the best shooter ever, right? So, am I supposed to be impressed when they don't guard him and he's making those threes? They didn't guard him. Of course, the best shooter of all time is going to make 16 threes if you don't guard him. I saw him make 105 in a row from the corner at practice. Am I supposed to be impressed by those 16 threes when he's the best ever and all five defenders are in the paint chilling, watching him like it's a shoot around? Oh, are, are, are we going like Pro Bowl hate on this? No, not Pro Bowl <laughs> hate, but I'm just not, uh, and I'm not hating on it. It's just like, yeah, Steph made those. Yeah, he made those 16 threes. Nobody was on them. Of course he made them. That's Steph Curry. It's r and in the morning. I got my rocket chair out. ESPN SA AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Take me to see the voodoo queen. Let her put a spell uh -huh. on me. A little bit of change is my pain. Gonna set a young man free. Cause down to your time. So this is a young man. Ryan Bingham. He's going to be closing out San Antonio Rodeo. I think so, yeah. He said, take me to see the voodoo queen. Mm -hmm. I don't know about all that. Where is he from the boot? He from Louisiana? I don't think so. I think he's from California. Oh, okay. Um, Michael Menez, host of Halftime. He's going to be giving away Kevin Hart tickets later today. Make sure you tune in to Halftime. He says he doesn't know if I'm full boomer or full Gen Z. I, I, it depends. <laughs> it, it depends on the day, Mike. It depends on the day because, again, Props to the people in the dunk contest. But to the superstars, don't get in it. Don't get in the dunk contest. Because all the thing they're going to do, they're going to hate on you. They're going to say you were a disappointment. They're going to say I was hyped for John Morant, and he disappointed me. I can't believe it. I don't eat sushi. So I don't go to sushi restaurants. Right? You don't like the dunk contest. Why do you watch it? I don't. I was never a fan of the show Friends. I don't watch it. What's up, Mo? Like, I, <laughs> I, what? what I, <sighs> it's like people that watch the Pro Bowl to complain about it. I don't. I know what the Pro Bowl is going into it. I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, not what it isn't. Because if you're expecting to see a real football game out of the Pro Bowl, you're never going to be happy. Right. Fift out of the last 15 dunk contests, We've liked maybe five. That is not a good percentage. Now, as far as the game, Ste Rudy must have dripped mustard on his favorite sweatsuit. Wow. Sweatsuit slander, Siberian. <laughs> Y'all know I'm sensitive about my three sweatsuits I have. Today is Army Navy. It's my fourth. I wear this one every <laughs> week, too. But don't get it twisted. Like, I get fly. Like, okay, like, don't, don't try me. Don't make me start coming in here like it's an NBA game because I will I will bust y'all's heads open. Like, I get fly when I need to. Moving on to the All-Star game. <laughs> Everybody, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Oh, my God, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Shooting wide open threes. Shooting wide open threes. The best shooter of all time. The greatest shooter of all time. The greatest shooter we've ever seen. Already broke the three-point record. And he still has seven, eight years left. And we're hyped because he made some open three-pointers. <laughs> Y'all kill me.
You know what I mean? Like these dudes are jumping 12 feet high, putting the ball between the legs behind their backs, eyes closed, dunking, not impressed. The best shooter of all time, shooting wide open threes, nobody in his vicinity. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm so impressed. Y'all are weirdos, man. What is wrong with you people? Good Lord. The best shooter of all time. Did y'all watch the defense they were playing? The score was 163 to 160. Yes, he made those. Yes. Okay. But Rudy, they went in. Ooh. Ooh, he made open three-pointers. Whatever, dude. LeBron James wins the game for him. That was Elam ending, right? It did the whole Elam ending. I'm a fan of the Elam ending. I wouldn't be opposed to the Elam ending in real life, like when maybe when the playoffs start. I wouldn't be opposed to Elam ending in the playoffs. Regular season. Now, I know some people feel like that kind of fake, whatever. It's like it's, um, I don't know, like miniature golfish, like weird. Like, I don't know. So, but I like the Elam ending, but shout out to LeBron. It's only right he won it there um, in his hometown. And, you know, we got to get into it, but he, he spoke with the athletic pledge and he said, why y'all closing the door on me going back to Cleveland? You know, LeBron is part-time GM. They do have Darius Garland. They have Jared Allen. You know, they have Mobley. They have a really good team and with young guys. Um, and LeBron likes that. Okay. I, he he also preferred Russell Westbrook over Buddy Heald. And then this is the thing. <laughs> and see, this is the thing. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying hard with LeBron Pledge because you can't write the story of the NBA without him. Sure. I, I do feel like he's on Mount Rushmore. I do feel like what he has done for this league and what he's still doing is amazing. But then he does stuff like, okay, you wanted Russell Westbrook at $40 million a year, and then now you're mad that Palenque can't move that contract? <laughs> and then now you don't now you now you don't want to close the book going back to Cleveland? <laughs> now you saying now you to get your son drafted, which I don't mind because again we all we all want to set our family up. Now get your son drafted, like hey, wherever my son gets drafted, that's where I'll play my last year. So and here's the thing: it's like, is this a power play just to boost his son's draft stock? Because as of right this second, I don't think he's considered a first rounder. He's the 34th best high school player right now. He's his junior year. His senior year may move up. Um, I'm not connected enough. I don't watch enough high school basketball to nitpick Bronny. So I won't say. And again, I'm, I'm, I have a hard time. I have a hard time judging kids anyways, Pledge. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't have my ear to the high school basketball streets and I won't, I don't want to just pile on a kid just because his dad is LeBron James, even though. Even though LeBron has been okay with people bashing Steph Curry because he came up privileged. LeBron has never, you know, he's never came to Steph's defense for that. But now I'm supposed to feel bad for little Bronny. But even though old Steph, man, he had it all. LeBron only had his mom, blah, blah, blah. LeBron has never stepped in and said, hey, y'all stop saying that. That's not that man's fault that his dad was in the league and his parents are still together. And that's not his fault. But now I'm supposed to feel bad for Bronny. It's funny how, the, the you know. Funny how tables turn.
You know, it is funny. But again, we got other things to get to. We didn't even talk about my man DeJounte Murray. We gotta talk some DeJounte Murray when we get back. You got some you got some sound from him, don't you? We're gonna hear from our we're gonna hear from our all star. And we're also gonna get into Spurs main schedule. There's somebody in this room, and it ain't me that thinks the Spurs gonna make the playoffs. ESPN SA M twelve fifty and one oh three three FM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Mm. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My main man Rob Thompson is out today. It's a vacation day for Rob. Join the day with his lovely wife. She's a teacher. She's off today. As they, all oh, the teachers need. They were like, because normally, see, they've had a couple snow days. So normally, in a normal year, in the normal circumstances, today would be a makeup day. But these teachers are like. Forget them kids. Nope. <laughs> Forget them kids. <laughs> Teachers are tired. They're underpaid. Overworked. Overworked. We as parents aren't doing enough on our side of the ball to make sure our kids are, are, are doing what they're supposed to do once they hit the classroom. Oh, and there's a lot more helicopter parents now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's never the kid's fault. You yeah, gotta never, go blame the teacher. It's never the kid's fault. Like, when I was growing up, let me get back in my rocket chair. <laughs> when I was growing up, if you were acting up, if there was an adult in the vicinity, they could correct you. The Andersons across the street, the Starlings up the street, Mr. and Mrs. G, Mr. and Mrs. Mitchell. If all of us, all of us on West 25th Street, me, Marlon Morris, all my boys on West 25th Street, if we were doing something on that street, we ain't had no business doing, we're throwing rocks. We're touching cars when they're going by, doing stupid stuff little country kids do because there's nothing to do when you're outside. Mr. Mitchell could tell us, cut that out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Mitchell. Mr. Anderson, hey, what are y'all doing over there? Y'all cut that out. Yes, sir, Mr. Anderson, we sorry. Do that now. Even worse. Think about, like, in school. Oh, who, who's If you were acting up Yeah. and the teacher came at you or your grades were bad and the teacher came at you or your parents... You're Who were they believing? You <laughs> or, the, or the, teacher. the teacher? It was the teacher. You were grounded or you were getting an ass whooping. But now it's like, oh, the, now the teacher just no, doesn't I'm like going, me. I'm going up there and talk to her. How dare Mr. Mitchell tell my kid How dare what he to fail do. him? Yeah, how dare he? You know, it's like. so he ain't doing the work. Exactly. I'm going to get out of my rocket chair at some point. Before ah, don't do it. Before 10 o'clock, I'm going to get out of my rocket chair. So teachers are tired. So they didn't use today as no makeup day. They're like, nope. <laughs> we'll take president's day forget them kids and i i don't want to say forget <laughs> but mine included my 13 year old this whole since this whole pandemic started like the teachers have become way more lenient and they're like you know they let you make up work two weeks after the fact like back in my day <laughs> yeah it's got a zero it was a zero <laughs> you know what i mean like now, you know, my daughter come home, I'll be like, we look on the email, and, you know, they send all these emails with the grades and stuff. We're like, hey, you got a zero from, what's today? What's today? February 21st? You got a zero from February 5th. Oh, I'm going to get to it. What? Hey, no what? getting to it back then. What do you mean you're going to get to it? Well, she said we had time. Like, you're on Snapchat right now, and you have a zero from February 5th. Get, Give me your phone. <laughs> And then what makes me so mad, Pledge, is it takes her 10 minutes. 
10 minutes she'd be done with it. I'm like you so you just so you just sat here for 16 days with a zero for something that took you 10 minutes just because you have more leeway if not for if uh, moving on DeJounte Murray was no a, come on no nah, right, we're moving chest. on we're get moving off on. your I, chest dude I could do three hours on I could do three hours on <laughs> on on these kids and my kids included again I ain't just talking about everybody else because my kids are part of the problem too <laughs> <laughs> I'm a part of the problem as the parent too, but I'll, you know, whatever. Anyways, the first hour we talked about the dunk contest and how I enjoyed it. I don't have a problem with it, you know, and I don't, uh, I, I, I don't understand the mind of people uh, that watch things that they're not interested in, that they know they're going to hate. So we talked about that. We talked about LeBron James a little bit, and now we did have our own representative there pledge and he talked about the experience and he talked about what he had to do to take what it took him to get there it was great uh, you know uh, thankful for it, the opportunity uh, i had a lot of fun my family had fun you know uh, tears of joy you know everybody just happy for me uh, you know but i got a lot of work to do because you know i'm not a one-hit wonder and i gotta be back here there ain't no way i can miss out on these you know these, these types of events uh it's just a hell of a weekend, so I gotta keep working. You know, I was I was pleasantly surprised, Pledge. I didn't know how much tick DeJounte was gonna get. He was a mm -hmm. he was a replacement. And there's always a couple guys that just don't get much playing time. There's just no way to. But then Usually I mean, Spurs. Yeah, but <laughs> but the thing about it is you have like you have a couple of guys that were, you know, played a lot of minutes and the coach may send the memo like Spo Barley sent the memo hey Jimmy's played a lot of minutes Jimmy played less than 10 minutes <laughs> Levine is coming off a knee injury he didn't play much Van Fleet didn't play much so I was shocked to see DeJounte get that many minutes but I was also pleasantly surprised to see like his game kind of fit you know he threw the did the T I call it the T-Mac because the T-Mac okay. T-Mac was to me was the first person I remember threw the threw it off of the glass to himself in the all-star game which they did a him and Iverson did like a versus top ten highlights. I thought that was a little cool thing they did with versus. Um, but he did the T Maggie caught the lob from was mm -hmm. it Lamelo? He caught the lob from Lamelo. So, that was dope. Uh, you know, I I was like, okay, Dejounte, he, he looked like he belonged. He did, and it was. I was happy to see it. Mine is I take away at least from that comment of his is I ain't gonna be a one hit wonder. I, I respect that. I'm going to work my way to make sure I keep coming back to this thing. And I don't think it's the last one. I don't think it's the last one. Because as they, as they get better next year and the year after, and their record is better, I don't think he'll have to come down to being a replacement. I think he'll just be in. Yeah, I think him actually being in this year makes it easier for him to continue to be in. Like, if he wouldn't have made it this year, right. I still think the path is hard for him to get in. But now that he has it on his resume, I think it makes the pathway easier because people look at him as such. And the other thing I think, um, while people outside of San Antonio, as far as fans go, may not know about Murray, the guys on the court know about Murray. They know what he brings to the table night in and night out, the type of defense he plays. Now that he has the mid-range jump shot, how tough of a um, how tough of a matchup he is offensively for guys now. So. Outside the fans outside of San Antonio may not know about him, but the players do, and we do. And I agree with him. I don't think this is his last time being an All Star. Seventeen five and five this is a pretty good. Yeah, stat you know line. what I'm saying. I, I I was like, okay, Dejounte. Because again, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if he would be nervous. I know he had his daughter with him. There was a cool moment 
where David Robinson walks up to him, hugs him, and he tells DeJounte's daughter, like, hey, man, your daddy's breaking all my records. And <laughs> You know what I mean? So, you know, David gets it. David was there because David was top 75, um, only right, rightfully so. Dave was top 50. How is he not top 75? Um, so that was a pretty cool moment between two Spurs. And I do think, hell, I don't know, you know, depending on, you know, Keldon, depending on Vassell. I don't know. You know, maybe we have more All-Stars in the future. But I do not think this is the last time we'll see DeJounte Murray in an All-Star game. And since Cleveland got one, we ain't had one since 96, man. I think it's our turn again. Or do we got to get a new arena first? We got to get a new arena, right? Yeah, I mainly think we need just because, well, this it hasn't been here since getting the new arena. The problem is, though, it's the location of the arena. Well, see, I that's think the thing, though, Blaze. That was in the Alamo the, Dome. Oh, because that's the when the dome was new. Because, it was new, Well, right? it's not because the dome was new. I think it's because of the location of the dome. It was the downtown. dome is on the Riverwalk downtown. Right. There's nothing near where the SBC no. Center is, so there's <laughs> yeah, really SBC nothing for the players awesome. to do. Yeah. Or, yeah, no, the no, AT&T I know what you Center. Meant. I know what you meant. I'm messing with you. But... Like, there's nothing around there. Like, there's no draw. Like, around Cleveland, they've got, like, that whole area around Cleveland where people party pregame, and it's a whole vibe. They don't have that here. So, I don't think there's a chance that the All-Star game comes here unless they hold it in the dome. Agreed. And with that said, it's time for the 411 in the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline two. We'll start things off with the All-Star Game, as this is going to be an All-Star-centric headline. It ended in storybook fashion. LeBron's return to Cleveland saw him ice the game in the Elam inning with a fadeaway game winner, with Team LeBron beating Team Durant 163-160. Steph Curry took home the MVP, scoring 50 while hitting a record 16 threes in the game. San Antonio's DeJounte Murray, as I said a few minutes ago, had 17 points to go along with 5 assists and 5 rebounds for Team Durant. Also from All-Star Weekend, Obi Toppin won what many call a lackluster dunk contest. Carl Anthony Towns, the first big to win the three-point contest since Kevin Love in 2012. And speaking of the Cavs, their team won the skills competition with Evan Mobley hitting the winning half-court shot on his first attempt. <laughs> um, First of all, uh, my apologies, my deepest apologies to Carl Anthony Towns, his lady, his family. I said he would get dead last. <laughs> I just didn't think he. I didn't think he could get the shots off quick enough to, you know, make it make his way around. Then he drops twenty nine. So I have to apologize. Beat D book. Yeah, I had to apologize. I got to apologize to Carl Anthony, man. Hey, I wasn't the only one. Hell, he he called out Shaq. He called out Shaq. Shaq was thinking the same thing I thought. I was like, what is Carl Anthony Towns doing here? And then he goes and wins it all. So my apologies to uh, to Big Cat. My bad, big dog. Sorry about that. Headline one. Phoenix Suns star guard Chris Paul announced prior to the All-Star game he is going to miss six to eight weeks with a right thumb injury. The injury is a massive blow to a Suns team that has the league's best record and knocks the All-Star game floor general out for the vast majority of the rest of the regular remaining season or regular season schedule. It actually ends Sunday, April the 10th, and the playoffs begin April 16th. Grass is green. 
Water is wet. Chris Paul is hurt. Chris Paul's gonna get hurt, man. It's, it's now. I I, I felt I kind of felt like they were gonna have the number one overall seed kind of locked away. Now I think that comes into play depending on if Golden State gets their act together. I mean, Golden, yeah, there's Memphis, there's Golden State, so it, it's gonna depend. D Book, Aiton, Cam. Those guys, they got their hands full for these next six weeks. I, I fully expect, I don't think it's going to take eight. I fully expect to see Chris Paul back around that six-week mark. Now, will he be back at the six-week mark in that automatic mid-range fadeaway jump shot he hits? I don't know, considering this is on his shooting hand, I want to say. Yes, it is on his shooting hand. And also, to the NBA, y'all couldn't get Chris Paul a blazer that fit him? Uh, Chris Paul had on... Chris Paul looked like his uncle his his uncle loaned him a blazer to go to the school dance. <laughs> I like that's the blazer y'all found for Chris. Like y'all got all big and tall blazers. Chris looked like Tom Hanks and big after he went back to being a kid in that blazer he had on. I could he could have got Cliff <laughs> him and Cliff Paul could have wore that blazer together and it still would have been too big. What's wow. the NBA? Get that man a blazer that fits. That might be the second best point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson. Yes, I said it. Wow. Yeah, I said it. And then Rudy, he didn't have any rings. I know. It's a strong argument on y'all's point, by the way. But get that man a blazer. Moving on. Headline zero. And our final headline, the Pittsburgh Steelers make a surprise hire this weekend, adding Brian yes. Flores as the defensive assistant and linebackers coach. Flores is currently suing the NFL and three teams in a civil discrimination case against the league, Giants, Broncos, Dolphins, all of which, as he also alleges the Dolphins incentivized tanking. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin on the hire in a news release said, quote, I am excited about Brian Flores joining our coaching staff given his history of developing and teaching defensive players during his time in the NFL. Brian's resume speaks for itself, and I look forward to him adding his expertise to help our team. End quote. Oh, a lot to unwrap here, Pledge. One, it's not a head coaching job. Nope. Number two, should I jump up and down for the team that I know already gets it? Like, I don't, like, the Steelers already understand the assignment. They did their work on time, unlike my 13-year-old. They turn in their homework <laughs> on time. The Steelers have been doing, the, the Steelers have been doing, their, it's called the Rooney Rule. They've hired, a, they've had a black coach for over a decade. They already get it. I'm trying to get some other people to come to the party. And make a stand. Like, they made a clear statement. Like, look, we're not going to allow the NFL to blackball this guy. We're going to get him back in as soon as possible. Keep him going. Possibly get another head coaching job. So, And get I'm some third round picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Oh, that, well, you got to go there with the facts. But, but it is true, though. <laughs> but I'm happy for Flores. But I'm also like, mm, I don't know. We'll see. I need to see him get another head coaching job. Then I'll... Then I'll do my end zone dance. Right now, I will applaud it. Props to the Steelers, even though y'all already get it. Y'all aren't the Steelers aren't a part of the problem. They're a part of the solution. So, but I'll save my end zone dance for when he gets another head coaching job. The biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from this, though, is 
We all thought he was going to be blackballed from the league, a la in Colin general, Kaepernick. In general, Just in right? general, um, because this, so right. the fact that he's right. even in the league on this a staff soon. this soon with all of this still Lawsuit hanging still, overhead, yeah. that's, that's huge. And I guarantee you, if the Steelers' defense finishes in the top five next year, you're going to start seeing people <laughs> poking around again. Amen. That's the 411 and the 210. Good stuff, Pledge. Coming up at 8.30, Pledge come with the hot takes. We can't, Pledge walks in here Friday, and I, I, I almost jumped, almost fell out of my rocking chair. <laughs> he says, the Spurs are going to make the playoffs. Have you looked at their remaining schedule? And I hadn't looked at the remaining schedule. I just looked at him like, man, you done lost your damn mind. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that's how that's how we do nowadays. Like we don't even know if it's a good argument or not. We just disagree. <laughs> like I don't even know. Yeah, I, I I'm not mad at that, Glenn. I would not have been mad at that. I wouldn't have been mad at that at all if the Bears would have hired Brian Flores. Uh, but we're gonna look at the Spurs' remaining schedule. We're gonna look if this is really legit. If they really have a shot at getting the play in. I mean, well, what's going on with the Lakers? It's thick down there. That eight, that seven to eleven. 7-11, to 11, it's pretty tight. So it's only right that we look at the Spurs' remaining schedule. We have that still. Uh, Jared Allen outfit shaming. Shame on everybody, man. Yes, yes. Jared Allen, power forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, okay, he wore an Old Navy outfit. So what? I want to talk about it, man. You got, I like both. I like the flashiness. I like the jewelry. I like the cars. I like the houses. I like the lifestyle. I like that. But I also like it when the dude is like, man, I got money. I'm 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 already a made man. I don't have to impress y'all with my clothes. So if I want to wear an old navy hoodie and, and, and some vans, get off my back about it. Got to talk about Jared Allen, man. People got to learn to live, let people live, man. Good lord. It's R in the morning. This is Rudy J. Pledge. Rob is chilling in the bed, listening to us in his silk robe. Still sleep. Still, yeah, he's still sleep. Anyway. ESPN SA 1250 AM and 103.3 FM. A double shot of energy in the AM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R&R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. <laughs> is this still my guy? Who is this? Randy Watson? No, no this is Brian Bingham. Brian Bingham, that's his name. I don't know why I thought it was Randy Watson. <laughs> this is kind of, I don't know, this feels like old school country. Like, you know what I mean? This don't feel like that pop country. This feel like you're around the fire telling old cowboy stories type country music. Like, it feels like country music. And Ryan Bingham is in Rob's new favorite show. Yellowstone? Yeah. He's in it? He's in it. How old is Brian Bingham? Uh, probably he's got to be in his Rough. 30s or 40s. Oh, really? Oh, he's a young dude. See, I, the, by the sound, by the, you see, this is why you need to get educated. Yeah, he's by 40. The, okay, see, by the sound of his country, I felt like he was older. He's my age. 40 ain't old. That's somebody in their 60s, then they'll tell you they'd love to be 40 again. 40 is not old. Nobody going to shame me to saying I'm old at 44. I ain't old. <laughs> I, ain't, I'm, I ain't old. I ain't old. I'm in the best wine cellar there is. I'm getting better. But one. But before we get to the Spurs players, the one thing I do want to say, I, I saw the video of Ray Allen and 
KG, you know, Ray not giving K- someone needs, and I'm not saying this to the point like Magic and Isaiah or Shaq and Kobe when they had, you know, when TNT sat them down in front of each other. I don't think they're on that level, but somebody needs to run an intervention. Like what the 08 Celtics did, bringing the Celtics back from the dead, those guys need to have a working relationship. They need to be getting along. Like the fact that Ray Allen, KG, and Paul, Paul, well, Ray and, excuse me, KG and Paul still refuse to speak to Ray because he went and signed with the Heat. That's stupid. And I think KG and Paul need to initiate the intervention. Like, yo, man, we're, we're being stupid. Like, they let that go on way too long. You know what I mean? And those guys, that's a historic franchise that they brought back from the graveyard. Somebody needs to run an intervention, but I'll let them figure that out. I mean, it, it's not the exact same apples to apples, but it's a lot like Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like weird. Like, damn, y'all like, y'all not over that yet? Like, Ray just walks right past KG like, yo, what's up, LeBron? And like the fact that he daps up LeBron, like the guy he left KG and Paul for, and KG just puts his head in there like, dude, I really want to slap you. Like, it's not that serious, bro. You wanted to go full Jawan yeah, Howard yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, dog. Like, we go, it's going to, it's going to, yeah. Ooh, speaking of Jawan, Jawan in hot water. Jawan, a man, wanted to smoke. He wanted all the smoke. He That's the that's the best fight I've seen in basketball court in a long time. These guys normally don't throw punches. Definitely got to talk Jawan. But right now, I want to talk your San Antonio Spurs. Right. Now, Pledge, you, you came here Friday talking about, man, I think this team, I think DeJounte Murray's about to flourish. I think I like where they're headed. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a chance to get into the playing. And I was Team Tank. I was the captain of Team I Tank. I know. For so a what years. happened? So they, you're no longer Team Tank? You still. No. I feel like this team made the moves to get the best out of the roster. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, for multiple years, we've been saying Derek White would probably be best in the second unit. Controlling the tempo, they kept trying to force him into the starting unit with DeJounte, and everything just felt clustered. Right. Like I'm at, listening. Both of them needed the ball in their hands, so they made some moves. They got rid of uh, Thad Young. They got a first-round pick for him, and I know he wasn't blocking up a whole lot of minutes, but it was just What did they get for him, or what? A first. Wow. Okay, go ahead. So they end up making these moves. They end up moving Derek White, getting another... Former lottery pick, getting a dude in Josh Richardson, who I really think can help coming off the bench now. And this is a team where Primo's now getting minutes. Vassell is in the starting lineup, and he is just a better fit. It's a lot like Russ and the Lakers. It's just a bad fit. Buddy Hill would have been a better fit. Oh, Buddy Hill, they're they're a fifth, sixth seed if they have Buddy Hill. But like it's it's a fit issue, yeah. and without Derek White, Vassell fits better with the starting unit, and you're starting to see that offense flourish. They're one of the best purrs of starting fives in the NBA since the trade deadline on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. I like the facts. I'm and listening. They are three and one since the trade deadline. Oh, since their they one, moved Derek White, their one loss is to. The Bulls, who are tied for first in the Eastern yeah, Conference, the Bulls are really, and really you good. had the lead with a couple of minutes to go, and just fell victim to one of the best closers in all of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As far as Demar Derozan, so as it sits right They're now, playing their best basketball. Absolutely. Right now. So as it sits right now, we'll just focus on Portland. I mean, right now the Lakers and the Clippers have a five-game lead on the Spurs. The Clippers are the eighth seed. Lakers are the ninth seed. 
at 27-31. And then there's Portland at 25-34, and the Spurs are 23-36. and Yep. So to get into the playoff, you need to at least be the 10th seed because mm-hmm. then you get the 9-10, one, one game winner moves on to play the winner of the 7-8 seed game. Um, And when I'm looking at the schedule, I, I haven't looked at Portland's because, I mean, that's who, we're, that's who we'll focus on. But, I mean, then they come back at Washington – Heat, Memphis, Sacramento, Charlotte, Los Angeles, Toronto, Utah, Indiana, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, New Orleans. Some winnable games in there. There's a lot That's just, of winnable games in there, especially win- the way they're playing. Right, especially with the way they're playing. So, And with, with AD's injury, nine's not out of the realm of possibility you know either. I, You're I only four games that. back of them. I forgot about that. Yeah, the AD is out. And again, we don't know what the Clippers are going to be either. Again, that's a five game, but five games isn't that much if you, you know, you catch a little streak here and there. Um I had you know what, Pletch, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, yes, I look at the standings, I look at the top, but because the Spurs, because of how the season was playing out, I just stopped paying attention. Stop I, paying I You just have stopped. to go from the trade deadline. This is a completely right. different team now. Right. I had just stopped paying attention. So, you know, when I look up and they've squeaked up to eleven, you know, they're tied at eleven with the Pelicans, but I feel like they're a better basketball team um, than the Pelicans right now. Yeah, and then you know Dame, I would, I fully expect Portland to shut Dame down the rest of the season. I don't see them. Bringing, and they traded off a lot of parts like Powell and stuff at the trade deadline, right? I don't if know if Dame, Yeah, I don't know if Dame's going to come back. So you might be onto something. And what you else? were you were wondering about Portland's closing schedule: Golden State and Denver at home, Phoenix. Minnesota twice, Utah all on the road, Ooh. Washington, Atlanta, New York, Brooklyn, Indiana, Detroit, San Antonio. They get San Antonio three times to close so out. So we might just be playing. So it may come down to us just fighting for Portland for that 10th spot. Mm-hmm. Utah, Dallas, New Orleans, a couple of games against Houston and Oklahoma City. I mean, they theirs isn't easy either. Hmm. Interesting, man. Again, like I said, when you came in here Friday and told me that, I was like, ah, I don't know about that pledge. And then I like looked at the standings. I was like, oh, we're on to something. So I would definitely be uh, paying attention to how they finish. Well, not how they finish, but what kind of start they get up to after this whole All Star break? Because mm-hmm. what we're everybody's off until when? When do they? When does everybody? Thursday. Most of the league comes back. Spurs come back on Friday. Okay. So Spurs come back on Friday the 18th, right? Yeah, so damn, that's a week off. So that's that's a good thing, I guess. And uh, we'll see how it all plays out, man. I'm I'm happy for them that they're even at this point. And now, and there was a time where I was like, are they going to catch? Are they going to help Pop break this record this year? Yeah. I fully think they get it now. We're only three wins away, right? Two. Two? Two. Two from tying three to three go to, up. Three to go up. Two to tie. Three to win. And here's the thing. Say San Antonio slides into that eight or nine seed with the injuries to the Lakers, Portland's injuries, and then post deadline shipping mm-hmm. off all the those players. Are you saying at nine or ten that in a play in one game scenario they can't beat the Clippers and the Timberwolves? I don't know about the Timberwolves, but I think they could beat uh the Clippers. Timberwolves, I don't know. First of all, if it's one game, yes, anybody can win. That's, sure. a, that's a coin toss. You but just never know. But especially the way this team has play, it, it right. at least looked since they made all those moves. Absolutely. 
And I also feel like, one, DeJounte was already on a high. But I feel like him going to the All-Star game and playing well in the All-Star game, I think his confidence goes even even higher than it is right now. Because he looked good last night. Like I said, it looked like he belonged. Um, Vassell's now going to be into the starting lineup. Lonnie Walker, the thing about Lonnie, I fully expect Lonnie to have a good rest of the season, whether he's coming off the bench or whether he's starting, because whether it's with the Spurs or whether it's with one of the other 29 teams, he's playing for his money. He's playing for that money that sets him up for life. So I fully expect Lonnie to uh, have a good season. Now, the guy that, the guy that it's going to come down to is going to come down to Keldon. It's going to come down to Keldon being the guy that we know he can be. Keldon is the guy. Keldon is the truth. Keldon is the guy that was supposed to take this by the horns. He came in a little bit out of NBA shape. He's gotten a little bit, he's gotten a little bit tighter. He's gotten a little bit leaner. Now I just need his confidence. The three ball confidence is there. I just need him to just get his overall confidence just to be out there and just stop thinking. Also, what what does uh what does Pop do as far as McBuckets and Zach? Do you start Zach? Do you bring I like McBucket starting because I feel like it helps DeJounte have room to operate. It has gives Keldon room to operate. It gives Vassell room to operate, meaning them their ability to penetrate and have something mm-hmm. to kick to. Because if you have Zach out there, then the lane's clogged and that kind of messes things up for DeJounte and uh Vassell. And you wonder what Keldon's like? Since the trade, he went off for twenty six against the Hawks. He went off for sixteen, second link score against the Pelicans. Okay. He had 22 against Oklahoma City to lead the way in that game. And against the Bulls, he had 13. He was the second lean scorer, third lean scorer. So he's. So it may, it, it kind of makes it seem like, <laughs> like Derek White was in the way. I don't think he was in the way. I just feel like because it's a group of unselfish guys, everybody's trying to get everybody involved. And guys are not doing fully what they're capable of doing because they're trying to get everyone involved. But it does seem like ever since Derek left, and it's only been four games, you know, but it looks different. It looks different without Derek. Guys are like, guys are really, because when you got, when Derek White, when he, you have the guy that's on the floor with you, that's the highest paid player that you know the organization is fully behind, you know, sometimes you may defer a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And now it just seems like, you know, in this small window, little four-game span, it seems like guys are playing a little bit more free-flowing and just going after it. So well, I, it's an interesting take place, and I hope they do. But I wouldn't mind a top-five draft pick either. But if they're going to go all out, go ahead and go all out. Go all out, and at the same time, while you wouldn't mind a top-five draft pick, you're talking about lower odds now because they just progressively been playing yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it, especially with Portland's schedule the way it is. I mean, you were already hoping being like the eighth worst team in the NBA, right in that area, for a good lottery odd to knock somebody out of the top five to get in there. Yeah, and with the other thing you brought up with Anthony Davis being out, and then now that the reports are the Lakers, they were already. It was already a, a dumpster fire in the making. But now the reports are Clutch Sports is upset with Palenka because he didn't trade Westbrook. So now, not only are you dealing with the team was already just not that good, Anthony Davis injury. Now, how do you, what's the dynamic now between Westbrook and LeBron? Because where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's probably true. 
I don't know if it's true, but I'm just going to go. I'm going to err on the side of throwing my opinion out there. It's probably true that they wanted, because again, their job, Clutch Sports' job, is to make sure that LeBron is in situations where he has chances to win the title. And they're not going to, and they clearly feel like they're not going to win a title with Westbrook there. They just did not work. But if you're Westbrook, you're not only getting booed at home. I don't remember any, but the Lakers booing anybody at home since Andrew Bynum. Now you find <laughs> out the guy you smoke cigars with in the offseason, your man, your boy, LeBron. Now you're kind of finding out that he tried to trade you. What's the locker room like? What's the plane like? What's what's it like on the floor? Is LeBron just going to get an average 30 and they lose a bunch of games? You don't have enough shooters. Frank Vogel is a guy. It's, it's bad. So I, I'm saying all that to say, that's another spot that the Spurs could possibly go and get, depending exactly. on depending on which way it goes. That's why I'm saying all that. I don't I don't have to kick them water down. Everybody knows the Lakers are good. I don't I don't take any joint kicking water down. I'm just saying that because this segment was about the Spurs possibly edging their way into the top ten to get into the playoff, and the Lakers and Clippers should be embarrassed that they're even in this situation. Even without Kawhi, even though Paul George has been out, the Lakers and Clippers they shouldn't be fighting for the play in. That's embarrassing, especially I won't even throw the Clippers in there. The Lakers should be embarrassed, LeBron included. Like you know, you, Clutch Sports is blaming Russell Westbrook, but LeBron is on that team. He's out there every night as well, so he should take some of the embarrassment mm-hmm. alongside of Westbrook and alongside of Anthony Davis and Vogel and whoever else you want to mention. So we'll see. I don't know, Pledge. I called you crazy, but now I'm with you. I think it can happen, brother. I think it can happen. What up next? What do we got? I don't know. We'll see. You want to talk about some some outfits? Yeah, let's talk outfits. Let's talk outfits, man. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's talk NBA and the outfits as a whole. Outfit shaming Jared Allen. Shame on America. Haters gonna hate. Shame on America. It's R&R in the morning. ESPN, SA, 1250 AM at 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. You're listening to San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Oh, we kept it going with Brian? Oh, he's a good little concert here. What day is he here? You know? I think it's the 25th. I'll have to look. Oh, no biggie. Don't forget... This Thursday night, day, all day, SA Sports Star slash ESPN SA will be celebrating 14 years. 14 years out at the Roop Hub. Uh, Michael Mendes in the halftime will be out there from 12 to 2. Then have a small little intermission, get you some wings, get you some fries. Then 4 to 7, Joe and Jason will be on at the Blitz. So we're going to be celebrating 14 years. I would definitely think, I'm telling you now, I'm probably going to tell you it's an Uber night. It's definitely an Uber night. We do. We encourage you to drink, but we encourage you to drink responsibly. And there's some good, great food there for you to sober up on should you need it. So, Rupub this Thursday, 14 years. Hell of an accomplishment. Because I remember I was across the street when this whole thing first started. And I was like, ah. Well, I don't really believe in them. They need more. We don't believe you. you need more people. And then they just slowly started to build this thing up. And I just kept seeing Jason out. It was, you know, it was with that win. And then, you know, we had dual. He was like, just slowly building up. And then I would see their remote. I would, I would go by, you know, cause again, I'm on the competition. I'm like, Oh, they're going to be out at such and such. Let me go see. 
And I, you know, pull up and I'm like, oh, there's a tent outside. Nice look inside. I'm like, oh, they got that sponsor? Oh, they got them? Oh, they had Super Bowl? Oh, they had training camp? They had Army Navy? It just kept growing and growing and grinding and grinding. Then then they went and got, they went and signed uh, the closer. They went and signed Rob. And him and Jason clicked right away. And then they've been on the grind and the come up. Super Bowl, training camp, Army, Navy, all-star game in Las Vegas. Like, I've been watching. Like, you'd be a fool not to watch a competition. So, props to ESPN SA, props to SA Sports Star, props to Alpha Media. Because now that I'm over here and I see how the machine moves, now I know why they've consistently gone up. They're dogs. They're sharks. They, they, they're, 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 they're organized. And they're customer-driven. And they get that when when you become a client over here, you get rolling right away. There's no, well, the log's in for this week. No, you say yes, your commercial's running 30 minutes later. Your spot is running 30 minutes later. Your live is running the next day. So, it's um, again, I've only been here since July. So I can only tell you what I've seen from outside and what I, my experience has been like since I've been here. And uh, it's a it's a well oiled machine. Pledge has been here for the entire thing. Uh, props, props to it. <laughs> yeah, props to you guys and gals, man. Y'all have done a wonderful job. And uh, congrats on fourteen years. You know, I was just a I was a free agent signing later on. I'm Michael <laughs> Finley. I'm Brent Barry. You know, I'm just coming over here to put up fifteen points here and there to keep keep winning titles, man. So props to y'all. It's all about that original draft pick. Yeah. Jason Minnick. <laughs> exactly. He's a dog. He's a great white for sure. So props. Um, outfit shaming. So, you know, NBA has become like there's it's a big deal to be, come to the game. Well, back in the day, the guys, everybody just wore suits. It was like, you know, suited and booted. You just wore a suit, you had your suit tailored, whatever. But now, you know, everybody has a different styles, a different, they different clothes, a different chains, glasses, cars, clothes. It's all a thing. It's a, what you wear to the game now is a thing. And I look, before I defend Jared Allen, I like, I'm one of the people that I would be on an A&E special, like Rudy Johnson won 300 million, now has nothing. Like I'm all about spending the bread. You know what I mean? I'm all about the flying private and, chains and lambo <laughs> trucks and you know what we all going to the dealership fellas we all getting the, we all going to get a phantom and then we're going to go pull up at the club and then we're going to pop 30 bottles of ace of space like i'm all for that but i'm also for the jared allens of the world who are like you know what man i'm rich i'm in the nba i don't want to spend money on 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 stupid designer clothes that don't even care about my culture like i don't want to spend all my money on gucci and louis and prada and dior i don't want to spend all my money with jacob the jeweler i don't want a richard millie i don't want a frank mueller watch like i just i'm just me i'm jared allen this i got on the hoodie i got on pants i got on some vans i'm comfortable like i'm all for that too and for the guy to get outfit shamed because he's not flashy like, is that where we are as a culture? Like, that's pretty embarrassing to me, not for Jared, for the world, to to, to actually talk bad about that man because he's just comfortable in his old Navy fit. See, this feels like a personal attack on you 
after what happened at the Super Bowl with your with your sweatsuits. Oh. <laughs> like this, this feels like it hit a little close home to you. It did. <laughs> but, um, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, I, they they outfit shamed me because like, yo, Rudy only got three sweatsuits. I know which one he's wearing tomorrow. Like, so what, man? I like my Walmart sweatsuits. They're thirty five bucks, top and bottom. Here's the thing. Don't outfit what if Jared shame. Allen has an old Navy sponsorship and he was rocking it, it to get some money out of it? It was a, it was very old Navy. And it was, you know, but this is the thing. The reason why I'm okay with it, we had a guy by the name of Tim Duncan who couldn't care less about what he looked like as far as clothes go. And he's the one of the best to ever do it. He's one of the top 75, even though Tim wasn't there. I know he's top 75, but he didn't go. Which just goes along with what we're saying about the outfits. Like, Tim don't want to go and hang out with those dudes and act like he likes them. This is the same guy that said he wasn't scared of Michael Jordan when he got here. That he was an unim- remember he said he was unimpressed by Michael Jordan when he first got into the league. He was like, "Yo, he's good, but he's just a guy." So Jared Allen, we had Tim. Tim hell, Manu wasn't flashy either, you know. And and again, it's a it's a culture thing that we gotta we gotta let go. Like you don't have to. Again, when you got money, you don't. I respect the guy that. Got millions and rolling in the Prius. See, I respect that too. Like, I respect the Floyds of the world, 79 Ferraris, but I also respect the guy that has 20 million and he wears a t shirt, dad Nikes, and rolls around in the Prius. I respect both. Remember, back in the day, there was a story in my essay about Kawhi Leonard, that dude that we don't mention, the rolling around oh. in like an old blazer, like an old 80s blazer, blazer yeah, or something right. like it was that. Something like that. I respect both. Let people get their rocks off how they get their rocks off. Jared, like the fact that he took, he had to take a question on his outfit was like, what? He was like, what? Am I supposed to buy a $5,000 chain? Like, Jared, $5,000 chain? You ain't getting no chain. That ain't the chain. <laughs> you, you sure? That's how I know Jared Allen is on his own wave. Because he thinks the chain is five. Jared, you short about you short about a hundred. You, you <laughs> got about two zeros missing <laughs> yeah, you, in that. You, you you that's how I know he's in his own lane and he ain't really worried about that because a five thousand dollar chain, that's like that's like shoestring. Like hey, he ain't gonna get much <laughs> you ain't getting much of a chain for five K. That's how I know he's in his own lane and kinda out of touch with that. And guess what? I'm perfectly okay with it, man. Rock your old man outfits, Jared. You getting twenty million a year and you probably gonna you probably ain't touch any of it. So good for you, brother. You do you, and you just let Instagram and Twitter and them talk noise. And when you're done playing basketball, you just you just sleep on your money, man. Good for you, Jared Allen. It's the Sports Star. It's R&R in the morning. Rudy and Pledge. 1250 AM and 103.3 FM. Uh, Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh, R&R in the morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Wake up and stop yawning. It's R and R in the morning. Rudy J. Pledge. Rob is out today, enjoying the day off with his lovely wife, Miss Thompson. Supposed to do brunch with Rob yesterday, but had family in town, wasn't able to make it. But we'll get a SA Sports Star brunch here soon, hopefully. Pledge, how are you doing? I'm always good, Rudy. I know you are. I know you are, but what am I? No, um, <laughs> I am too, man. Two hours flew by. If you're just tuning in, we talked a lot of All-Star Weekend. We talked 
out. Dunk it's, contest haters. Dunk contest haters. I had to let the haters have it. You know, people again that being impressed with open threes. Yeah, being impressed with wide open threes by the best shooter to ever walk the planet. <laughs> we talked about outfit shaming. We talked about the Spurs gonna have a good look at getting into this playoff with their remaining schedule. With their remaining schedule set up, they played a lot of their tough games already, and you know, kind of weathered the storm. We talked about Dejounte Murray. He had a great showing at the All-Star game under the circumstance. He was a reserve. You know, you're going to play the guys that the fans voted in late. So, but under the circumstances, he played well. Talked about the moment between him and David Robinson. Uh, that was a really, really cool moment. Uh, we talked outfit shaming with Jared Allen. LaMelo Ball's outfit was terrible. Um, <laughs> and I say that because, like, he was trying to be fly. Like, Jared Allen wasn't trying to be fly. Jared Allen's just like, yo, man, I'm just here, man. You know what I'm here for. Lamella was trying to be fly and 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 failed miserably. Um, we should go if we had video. If like we're on TV, I'd go through some of the outfits and tell you. But we're not on TV, so I don't want to do bad radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> we so yeah, that's pretty much it. In the nine thirty, we're going to talk about LeBron. You know, the more I try and try and try and try and give him, you know, his props, and then he kind of regresses. But the moment between him and MJ. That was a cool moment, you know, because they had the little meme of him meeting LeBron in 03 in the hallway and LeBron as a kid and then up to now. Mm-hmm. But, man, MJ and the Athletic, you know, they voted him one overall. ESPN voted MJ number one overall. Shocker. But, yeah. Although, on the drafting of the teams. LeBron went first? No. Who? Kareem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you who was drafting first because the TNT did like these all teams and everybody was drafting players. Oh, cool! I didn't see this. Let's talk about it. So, they they did this draft, and Dominique Wilkins had the number one overall pick. Who do you think Nate picked? Dominique Wilkins, number one overall pick. They're all 75 teams. They were making a starting five from each team. So as they were drafting a team, who do you think Neek would have picked overall number one? Magic. He picked the human highlight reel. Himself? He picked himself with the first overall pick. (laughs) And his logic was, I want to make sure this guy gets picked. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Neek is crazy, man. That's that that alone. That he's deserving of a statue for that alone. He does have a statue in front of the ATL, ATL building. That's hilarious. <laughs> I did not see that. But you know, Kareem, I always think he gets overlooked. When you look at Kareem, what he did in college, I want to say he went like eighty four and mm-hmm. one, six MVPs, six rings, the most unstoppable shot in, of all time. You mean the skyhook? Yeah, followed by Dirk's fadeaway one leg up. That's the second most unstoppable shot behind the skyhook. Kareem gets overlooked a lot. Bigs get overlooked a lot in general. Um, so, but they went one. But it's just the energy shift when Mike gets in the building. You know, it's just a. I don't know, man. Like you could just tell. Like you could also tell that some people really don't like Mike. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost it's. You know, he's telling, challenging MJ, I mean, Magic Johnson to play one-on-one. You know, the way he's just bouncing around the room. Like, Mike's energy, if you're not comfortable in your own skin, if you have any insecurities at all, you're not going to want to be around Mike. Because Mike just brings that bop-to-bop, that 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 swag, that 
that it and it, the energy of the room just changes when Mike walks in. Because remember, we thought he was stuck in NASCAR. We're like, oh man, Mike didn't even show up. He's supporting Bubba Wallace, and then next thing you know, the Jordan plane lands. Mike walks in, high five and dapping everybody. He's smiling, he cheesing. It's just a different energy, and you can just tell some guys are awkward around Mike. I don't know if it's because they don't like him or just because it's like, <laughs> damn, that's Mike. You know, that's still Mike. Even Braun, you know, Braun's like, you know, he's my inspiration. Uh, he's the reason I play. It's only fitting. I hit a fadeaway. Like, LeBron, that looked nothing like an MJ fadeaway. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Your fadeaway is nasty. Okay? Your fadeaway is nasty, bro. Like, knock it off. Rudy going full dunk <laughs> your, contest on your LBJ's fade, fadeaway. Your fadeaway looks nothing like MJ's. It's only fitting. It was a fadeaway. No. No. Don't do that. Mike's fadeaway, everything Mike did. And I'm not even a big Mike guy, but everything Mike did was with grace and with poise, and it just looked so fly, and it looked so effortless. It's like Silky smooth. Yeah, it just looked like, oh, my God. Like, don't worry, LeBron. Your fadeaway didn't look anything like that. But in, <laughs> in the, nothing, bro. Knock it off. In the world of golf, <laughs> transition. Let's get away from that. I can't believe he said Rudy that. Rudy chose so yeah, much violence, violence this morning. Like, he was like, it was only fitting that it was a fadeaway, and that was inspired by Mike. Yeah, I wasn't inspired by Mike, bro. That was inspired by Bill Cartwright. <laughs> that fadeaway didn't look nothing like Mike's. Anyway, like, how dare you? That's what I'm saying. I be trying to get, I be trying to like him, and then he says stuff like that. No, <laughs> that was nasty. Um, you're just bigger than everybody. There's, there's, there's a fadeaway, and then there's just like you just big. Um, Rory McIlroy versus Phil Mickelson. Rory has never bit his tongue, and I like that about Rory. Um, he didn't like some of the things that Phil Mickelson. And so, little backstory. So, Greg Norman and there's some people. There's a Saudi international. They're trying to start their own little PGA, not little. <laughs> they're trying to start their own PGA tour where they're going to be paying these guys a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Dustin Johnson's played over there. DeChambeau's played over there. Phil Mickelson's played over there. And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, some guys possibly defecting and playing in this, playing in this Saudi league. Now, for the most part, the big gate name guys, you know, I know Dustin Johnson came out and said, Hey, you know, I know there's been speculation, but I'm here to let you know I'm fully committed to the PGA. DeChambeau's like, Hey, you know what? I played over there, but if the best guys ain't going, I ain't going. I'm committed. The main, the main culprit, Tiger Woods, fully committed PGA. Rory, fully committed PGA. Well, Phil Mickelson has had some interesting comments a couple weeks ago about playing over in Saudi. And one, one of the comments he said was, uh, for me personally, it's not enough. He's speaking about the PGA. He said, for me personally, it's not enough that they're sitting on hundreds of millions of digital moments. Mickelson said, they also have access to my shots, access I don't have. They also charge companies to use shots I've hit. And when I did the match, and I've done five of them, the tour forced me to pay them $1 million each time. I did not know that. I didn't know the PJ Tour was charging Phil Mickelson a $1 million every time he went over there for his own media rights. Mm -hmm. That's the type of greed to me is beyond obnoxious. Now, Phil also said, look, he's also acknowledged some of their human rights things that go on over there. He's like, you know, they execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape 
how the PGA Tour operates. So Phil is going on this whole kick that it's kind of like when a a musician feels slighted by his label, like, hey, you know what? I ain't getting all the money I deserve. They, they, they I don't like my deal. I need to stand up and fight against the machine. That's been his excuse to justify him playing in Saudi, which instead of just being real, Phil just be like, look, man, they they pay me a lot of money every tournament, whether I win or lose. Just say that, bro. We will respect it more. <laughs> Rory took umbrage with that. Rory had no time at all for Phil's nonsense. Rory said, quote, and this was after he finished up at the Genesis yesterday. I don't want to kick someone while he's down, obviously, but I thought they were his comments were naive, selfish, egotistical, and ignorant. A lot of words to describe the interaction he had. It was just very surprising and disappointing and sad. I'm sure he's sitting at home sort of rethinking his position and where he goes from here. He also said uh, that the sparking of the Saudi tour, they've created rumors and spread rumors, tried to play one guy off another, tried to play one manager off another, just sort of created chaos and confusion around that group. Everyone's questioning everyone else's motives, so they're just kind of playing everyone off of one another. He said all the big guys have kind of said they're not going to play. So who's going to do it at this point? He's like, you're going to need Greg Norman to tee it up. And he said, and once Tiger said, and this is Rory, once Tiger said he's not going, he said they were dead. He goes, this is no longer an issue. I think this whole Saudi league, as far as the big the big dogs go, is a dead is dead on arrival. So, um, I thought Rory was a little rough on Phil. Is I'm not know? saying I'm not saying he's not right. But that is a six-time major champion. That is one of the OGs. He is part of, I mean, Tiger's the biggest reason, obviously. But Phil's one of the reasons why these purses. Phil has some part in growing this, this game and mm-hmm. growing the purses. Like, he's like sometimes it's a little dis. You got to respect the OGs a little bit more than that. He ain't Tiger. He's nowhere near Tiger. But Phil is an OG. But anytime one of these, like, other leagues gets, starts to get mentioned or starts to come up. Right. How often does it pan out? How often does it work? So they're it's almost like trying. these football leagues. It's almost like these these spring football leagues. They just don't seem to ever carry over. Mm-hmm. And Rory's worrying about hurting the PGA product, right? Because you did work really hard to get these, like the Genesis this week, a twelve million dollar purse at the Genesis. Damn, that's nice for the Genesis. That's nice at Riviera, the Riv, as Tiger called it. It was good to see Tiger, too. At this point, he's Uncle Tiger. It's good to see the guys get to see Tiger. Tiger. He's Uncle Tiger right now. And ain't nothing wrong with that. 80-something victories. What is it, 15 majors? Like, it's nothing wrong. Like, I'm not knocking Tiger, but at this point, he's Uncle Tiger. What's up, Unc? How you doing, Unc? How's the leg, Unc? Doing all right? (laughs) You barely getting around out here. You know what I mean? Like, he's Uncle Tiger at this point, and and we're okay with that. You know what I mean? Well, we're we're fine with that, but it was good. I think it was good for the the PGA. I think it was good for um, the guys on the tour to see Tiger. Like it's a thing. You know, that's a thing. Like Tiger's here. I want to play well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tiger's walking because you see Tiger. He's walking good. He looked good. He said he's gonna play the Masters. I think he's gonna play. Like it just creates that buzz. Like I said, it's like Mike entering the room. Like when Tiger enters the room, you're either gonna be excited nervous or awkward or hating you know what i mean he's that large of a figure so i think it was good for those guys and the pga and television to see uncle tiger rolling around the rev 
as Tiger calls it. I'm the just going to start calling him Uncle Tiger. He's Uncle, Uncle Tiger. Aldrich. Uncle Aldrich. Man, no, yeah, Uncle Eldrick. <laughs> Uncle El, you want some tea? <laughs> want me to get your bag up? You know, there's nothing wrong with that, man. He, he's, he's getting up there. He's getting up there, man. But enough about <laughs> golf. Let's get to the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. We'll start things off this hour with some softball. Softball? Headline two. Okay. Headline two. Oklahoma's Jocelyn Allo ties a very impressive record. One ball, no strikes to Allo with Coleman at first. The pitch. That's gone. Hello, history. Jocelyn Allo launches one over the batter's eye for number 95. They are mobbing her at home plate as she flies in. And an absolute ball. Jocelyn Allo has tied Lauren Chamberlain for the most career home runs in the history of college softball. Wow. And it doesn't get much more impressive than that. That was Chris Plank on the call for Learfield Sports as Oklahoma beat Texas State 8-0 over the weekend with Allo tying the all-time record at 95, held by another former Sooner, Lauren Chamberlain. Nice. I, you know what? We talked about it before the show. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, I'm not, um, because my daughters have never played softball. Mm-hmm. I don't like look for softball on television. But if I come across it, I stay for a bit because I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated at how they pitch and how they're able to move the ball from yep. that angle. And then I'm also like, yo, you know, I'm, 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 I like watching, you know, the women get there sometimes. So. I've been seeing a lot of it lately on ESPN. I didn't know if they were in their tournament or what. No, that didn't come to the till the summer either. So okay, cool. I think it's mainly just because there's not a whole lot of there's else not going. A whole lot going. And remember, baseball usually you'd be seeing oh. spring ha- training highlights right about now. Got to fill that time elsewhere. Got to fill that time with something else. Softball is a really good mix. And like you said, I'm not actively seeking out. But if I happen to stumble across it, I watch it. I stop. Yeah, I watch it. I stop. Absolutely. Moving on. Headline one. No college football expansion coming. More than eight Ouch. months after leaders of the college football playoff began to speak, they were unable to unanimously agree on what the future of the format for the sports postseason should look like. As Friday, they disagreed on the expansion, keeping the current four-team model intact until the contract ends. Here's ESPN college football insider Heather Dinich with more. It's an 8-3 to three vote. The Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 voted no, but it's not as simple or as fair as saying that's just what it was. You do have to get into the nitty-gritty details of it. I don't think anyone was surprised by the fact that the ACC voted against expansion right now because Jim Phillips came out in mid-February and said very publicly that the ACC does not think that this is the right time to expand the playoffs because of larger issues facing college athletics like name, image, and likeness, the Supreme Court decision, all the things that happened over the past summer, NCAA restructure of its governance, all of those things. He says the league believes they need to be fixed and addressed before the playoff is addressed. And one thing that the playoff can't answer right now is what the revenue distribution would be like or the bowl system is going to look like exactly in year 13. And that's where the hang-up was because the vote to expand the playoff, it was, you want to expand the playoff in the proposed 12-team model with six plus six, and three voted no. So that's where it is. 
Now, go ahead. The college current college football contract runs through the 2025 season. Okay. Once again, that was ESPN's Heather Dennich with the details. A little bit shocked. Not by the Big Ten voting no, because they're usually always in it, but the fact that right. the Pac-12 voted no. Because it affects them. Because you would think if they vote yes, they're going to have a team that's representing them, right? Oregon yeah, six rep- and six, I would imagine the Power Fives get in, and the Pac-12 is one of the Power Fives, and the current four-team model, they haven't been in in a while. Yeah, and and I'm all for it not expanding. What? I'm not down with the expansion. I'm not down with... You see, this is what gets me about this topic. You have guys that'll that'll sit there in the rocking chair sitting next to me. You mean your rocking chair? Yeah. And they'll say, I hate this. Everybody gets a trophy society. And then in the same breath, they'll say, well, we need 12 teams in expansion. Like, you want, if, you don't, if you don't like the way the playoffs are going, do something about it. But just adding teams and giving everybody a chance... Everybody don't get a chance in life. Life isn't fair. Fair is where they judge pigs. Um, <laughs> if you don't like seeing Alabama and Georgia every year, beat them. But fixing everything doesn't always just say, "Oh, well, let's just add to let's just add eight teams." That doesn't fix everything. Do you really want to see Alabama and Georgia beat the crap out of Oregon in yes. a one-eight game or one-twelve game? Yes. You really want to see that? Yes. And I'll tell you why, Rudy. I'll tell you why I want to see it. Tell me why. Help me. Because the way that college football is played now, without games meaning something, mm-hmm. there is no incentive for t- people to play in bowl games. Like Pitt. We did not get to see Kenny Pickett in the Peach Bowl because the Peach Bowl was re- rendered irrelevant because they weren't playing in the college football playoff. Mm. The more teams play in the playoff, the more we see the stars play in games down in the stretch. Okay. Without that, there's no incentive for any of these players to continue playing once the season ends and going into the bowl game like we saw with Sincere McCormick. What happens if they go undefeated, make the college football playoff? All of a sudden, Tyreek Woolen, Sincere McCormick, like they're all playing in the college football playoff game, but they didn't play in the whatever Air Force bowl Carriers, whatever bowl. In San Diego State, right. Okay. But, and, no, I mean, I'm in the minority on it. I'm in minority on it. Most people want to see an expansion. But that's my argument on it is, A, it keeps the players playing in those games right. because those games mean something. And B, it increases revenue. Like, you don't think more people are going to be tuned in for games that mean something now? You don't think there's going to be more ad revenue because of more playoff games? Yes. It, 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 yes, it all it works symbiotically yeah, hand in hand okay. to scratch each other's back. Well said. Moving on. Headline zero. And finally, one more Olympic headline before we get out of here. As the Olympics ended the other day, but on Saturday, as the Olympics were coming to a close, cross-country skier suffers a frozen... um, Yes, member. Member. That's a good way to put it. What happened? So, Saturday, finished cross-country skier Remy... Lindholm suffered a frozen member during the men's 50-kilometer mass start race, which was cut to 20 kilometers after howling winds and freezing, chilling temperatures delayed the start by an hour. Quote, 
You can guess which part of the body was a little bit frozen when I finished, he told the Finnish media. It was one of the worst competitions I've been in. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> it was just about battling through. When the body parts started to warm up after the finish, the pain was unbearable, he added. But how does that the only thing that froze? And is he dealing with frostbite? Was it out? Well, it wasn't out. I mean, he was oh, wearing wow. you that You better little, hope it ain't frostbite. He was wearing the, the Yeah, you better hope it ain't frostbite. Because <laughs> I heard frostbite hurts, and I can only imagine in that region. I mean, if it I'm glad you saved this for nine. warmed up. I'm glad you saved this for nine. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're close to I wanted to, to make sure yeah. we were close to, just in case anybody did have school. I forgot this was I'm a non-school day. But, I, uh, <laughs> I'm confused. I don't know how your member freezes, but not your fingers or your toes or your eyelids. Ah, poor guy. I'm going to pray for him. Like, and when I tell you I'm going to pray for you, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm going to pray for you. A lot of people <laughs> say, a lot of people say, hey, man, I'm going to be praying they for you. And they never go pray for you. My man's, my man's member is frozen. I'm praying for him. Like, immediately, hold on. You're going to see Rudy J on Instagram tonight. There's going to be a picture of him yeah. next to the bed on his knees with the hands. Hold on. Turn down the bed and we'll give this man a moment of silence. Get, turn down the That's bed. That's the 411 and a 21. Let's give my man a moment, a quick two, three seconds moment of silence. Thank you. He needed that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how this happens, but it happened. Already, um, not a cold person. Oh, as you can tell by the way I dress. Yeah, I don't do even when it's hot. (laughs) Right. I, me and cold just don't get along very well. You're texting. You shouldn't. That's got to be the. I hope it's not frosted. Worst feeling because I've seen people that have they got frostbite on their toes or fingers and it's like all purple and ugly and sore. Oh my gosh, I'm praying for my man. I don't know how to pronounce it. Now, where is he from? Finn, Finnish. He's from Finn. Finland. Okay, my man, we praying for you. We pulling for you, bro. Remy Lindholm. We pulling for you, man. Jump in the sauna or something. <laughs> <laughs> Take a hot bath. When we get back, we got to talk LeBron weekend. It wasn't All Star weekend. It was LeBron weekend. Not only did he hit the shot, he uh he made news in in, in a few different ways. So we got to talk. We got to talk some LeBron weekend once we get back. Rudy J and Pledge on R in the morning, twelve fifty a.m. and one hundred three three FM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN twelve fifty and one hundred three three FM. Yeah, R and R in the morning. Right hand man Rob is out today. So yeah, me and uh, wild DLP. I'm not reading that. Um. Pledge and I go get some little fruit snacks during the break, and we look down the hall. No lights. No one's here. No doors open. I'm like, how do we get talked into doing the show today? What happened? Why are we the only people here? I well, don't know. Low is here. Is Low here? Low is here. I don't see. I don't see anyone. The no. lights are still off where the salespeople sit. So this was a legit holiday. I don't know how we got talked into working. I don't either because don't it's think not we like there's a lot going on. It's not like if this was like we're coming off Super Bowl or something or Makes AFC Championship, but we're just coming off LeBron weekend, and it's going to be talked about and by we the could, Nationals. Yeah, we, the Nationals could have took care of this. Like I don't know how we got talked into working today. 
I don't think we were supposed to be here. If I were you, I'd call Jimenez and I'd call Joe and Jason and be like, dude, we're not doing this. I'm just who I'm does Jason have shocked. To, who does Jason have today? Who, Mondays. Who comes in on Mondays? Uh, it was Mondays with the Moose, but I think that's over that's now. Over. And Clint Sterner's the only other guy we normally have on. But I'm not dude. sure if he's working today. <laughs> Let me shut up. I'm not the PD. Let me shut up before Rob fires my ass. Jimenez, just get here. You got some Kevin Hart tickets to give away. <laughs> you 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 wanted prizes, well, you got them, Jimenez. Bring your ass to work. Same with Jason and Joe. If I got to be here, I want everybody to come. I, oh, same. I mean, me and Pledge been here. Well, Pledge been here since maybe, I don't know, Crack of Dawn 2. I didn't get here until about <laughs> 540, 542. So, yeah. But it was LeBron weekend, Pledge. He had a lot to say. He threw out a lot of things. Uh Rich Paul was at the game with Adele. Adele looks good, man. Adele looks good. Again, if you if you comfortable in your skin, if you're comfortable in your weight, then by all means, then you do you. I'll never weight shame you. I'll never do that to you. But the weight loss has done wonders for Adele. She really looks. She was always pretty. You know, what I mean, she was always a pretty young girl. But again, like myself, like a lot of people in the world, we you know we carrying a few extra lbs and. She decided, you know what, I'm gonna get these off, and it's done wonders for her. She looks great. Her and I like her and Rich look happy. You know, I know her tour got canceled, but yeah, Rich Paul's courtside with Adele. Uh, LeBron's whole basketball team is there. The old, the high school team, mama, wife, kids. He does an interview with the Athletic. Mm-hmm. And he tells the athletic there's two huge things that came out of that story with the athletic. The first was, don't close the door on me going back to Cleveland. And then the, when he was said that, hey, not shocked by that. Yeah, he said Cleveland has three all stars. He said they have Jared Allen, they have Garland, and they have me. I'm like, wait, but you're not the Cavs. That's a weird statement. Okay. <laughs> then the third thing was he said, I will be playing. I was like, it's my dream to play a year with my son. So wherever my son is playing, that is where I will be. So what do you mean? Who Roy Roy Campbell says, man, who cares about LeBron anymore? Literally um, everyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, he's still the face of the league, and it still matters, and he's still the highest rated, and he still sells the most jerseys. I don't even know why I addressed you, Roy. Um <laughs> This is something you just got to let people just be, you know. Let them vent, man. Yeah, just let them vent. Like, uh, what else we want to talk about, Roy? Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) he says I'll be playing wherever my son. more softball. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk women's soccer. They won 5-0 against New Zealand. Three own goals by New Zealand. New Zealand quit. (laughs) Go quit. Let's talk about that. Um, But now, come 2025... And it's your turn to pick in the draft. Do you want a year where you just make a whole bunch of money off the James family? <laughs> like, that's really what LeBron, the, 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 he's painted these teams into this corner. He's backed these teams into this corner. Like, if your team is like, you know what? I, I don't know if Bronny, little Bronny can play, but I'll get a year. I'll get the farewell tour of LeBron James if I draft his son. I might have to do it. That's a you'll make a lot of money. But where where's the line of demarcation? Because I, LeBron's up there, so like the cliff is somewhere for him, right? Oh, the cliff is. I mean, 
Because, again, LeBronny is a junior. I mean, he can go TB and play probably into his 40s, I'm imagining. Oh, yeah, he can. 15, but, 20 minutes. But, man, like, it's well, coming at some point for yeah, him. Yeah, well, because, see, Bronny's a junior. So, 2023, he'll be a senior. Then you have to play your one year. You have to have one year out of the league. So, that's 24. So, he'll be getting drafted at 24, 25. So, LeBron still has to play another two, three years. What, another two years in order to, uh, well, three if you count the year with him. Three to play with his son, which will be pretty cool. I don't think we've, we've had it in baseball. You'll never have it in football because the body just can't take that beating. But we had it with the Griffies. Mm -hmm. We've never had it with basketball. And then for your dad to be the top two, top three player of all time, and you get a chance to play with your son, it'd be pretty cool. But I'm just wondering, because to me, I think he kind of knows, like, ah, don't lie like that. I got you. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I got a question I think he kind of knows his son may, he's uh, teetering. I got a question for you, because he's not even projected to be a first rounder right now. <laughs> But that could change. He still has a senior year, and he still has a year of college or change. G League. It can change, but a lot of these people, like they're they're high up in the rankings to this point already. Right now, right, right now. So, would you, if you were an NBA franchise, for whatever's left of LeBron in three years, <laughs> waste a first rounder or potentially a lottery pick on his son? Who is a projected late second round pick right now? If I'm if I if I'm a just team. to acquire LeBron on your team, and that's not even a guarantee that you acquire him. Remember that because he could still say no. He just said he would like to play with his son. Pledge. Well, no, he said wherever my son is, that's where I'll be. That's what he said. Okay. So, do you trust him? Do you, do you, do you really think that if the Orlando Magic are still as good as they are, or if the Detroit do I Pistons, think he would actually go and play sign with the Pistons if the Pistons drafted Bronny? Damn, pledge. I'm just saying. I don't know. That's tough. Or does he pick his team and make them trade for him? <laughs> I know, right? You know what? I'm gonna go with the latter. Cause I, I guess it depends. I'm just on going by the person I know in LeBron James and, and the teams he's usually tried to get to. He showed me a track record of what he does when he goes to a team. Damn, bro. I might do it if I'm a GM. If you exactly. <laughs> so if you're the Spurs, and let's say you're picking 17th. 17, let's say 13. Let's say you got okay. a lottery pick. Okay. So you're either picking Bronny as a lottery pick or you're picking a player who has tremendous upside. And remember, no guarantees outside of, and not even you within know the top three. If it, if, 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 it, if it was today, I would say no. I would say no because you gotta I see what LeBron looks like in three years. No, I gotta see. <laughs> no, I can't mortgage my. I can't draft Bronny and not think he can help me just for one year of me me making money at the circus. You know, if you join the circus, you end up doing clown things. So at this point, where Bronny's game is, where little Bronny's game is, according to the experts, not me. I don't like really judging children. 
But according to the experts, if he's at best a second round pick, I can't justify mortgaging the future of my franchise for one year of making money at the circus. So right now, say no. Now, after his freshman year of college or his one year in the G League or his one year with the Ignite and he's elevated his game and he's gotten bigger and he's gotten stronger and the Jays there and he looks like a first round pick, hell yeah, I do it. But right now where his game sits, no. And I don't but I don't think the kids at his ceiling. I don't think anybody really is at their ceiling. I don't True. care what year you're in. So if he gets better and he puts himself in the first round talent, as far as if he, if he elevates his game to first round talent, I do it in a heartbeat. Because now not only am I gonna make a whole bunch of money off the James tour, but now I also have a player that could possibly be six five, six six and be one of the one of the faces of my franchise and one of the key contributors of my team going forward. He Bronny's game will have to justify me doing it. Like I'm not going to do it just to do it. Now if I'm a team that's at the bottom, I know I'm not going anywhere and I'm just in it for the money, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. Hell yes, like you said, the, that's a perfect team. If I'm Orlando Magic, I know I'm not winning the title. <clears throat> I put it to the test. The way Bronny gushed over Sam Presti at All-Star Weekend, I thought was he was going to yeah, sign that was with the thing. Sixers. He said, he was like, or, Sam I mean, Presti. The, the Oklahoma City yeah, Thunder. he's like, Sam Presti's the real MVP. Look what he's done. And then he retweets. Well, he retweeted a tweet about Snead, the GM for the Rams, as far as like, hey, you know what? Forget them draft picks. He yeah. retweets that. Like, where, where are you going, LeBron? Yeah, he says, you know, now there's the rumors out there that Clutch is upset with Palenka because they didn't trade Westbrook. So it was... It was LeBron weekend, man. There's a lot to unpack with him. He wants to play with his son. He said he'll go there. He loves Sam Presti. He hates Rob Palenque. And he said he might go back to Cleveland. I'm like, dude. I he he made this weekend about him, and it was all it's all great news. I'm not when I say great news, I mean it's all great talking points. Because Palenque, we've had him. You know, ever since the bubble chip, you know, when he got rid of the whole team and then last year they they barely get in to the playoffs. And then now this year, LeBron and the gang are mad at him. Bronny lived up to the R&R moniker. Storylines over integrity. Storylines over integrity, baby. <laughs> That's what we do around here. We want storylines. I could care less about the damn game. Give me storylines. And they that's one of them. Now, Gerald Glenn says on the, on the YouTube feed, does, has anyone asked if Bronny wants to play with his dad? No, oh wow. Uh, he live under his dad's roof. You do what I say, not as I do. Well, here's the thing. No, I don't too. know, Joe. That's a good question. As a son, like you probably don't want to be happened. in that shadow, though. But you're I wonder in, it's tough. you're in the shadow. You're not. But I think it'd be cool. Like if my dad was a professional, it's gonna be, be one year. Yeah, at most, I think that would be a really cool thing. Yeah, I think it would be too, and that's, that's it'd be like playing with your brothers. Is like the Watts have always talked about playing together. Yeah, now cool. TJ and Derek get to, but JJ's always talked about playing with both of his brothers because right. they didn't get to. No, I think I think it was like I said he might go back to Cleveland. So did he tell Cleveland? To, did he tell Cleveland to draft his son? Is that what I just heard? I think you did. I think I just heard Cleveland draft my son. I want to come home, draft my son in a couple of years. Yeah. And he hates Palenque. He's all, because if you notice, like, for you to retweet what the Rams did, that's about you, like, not where, because the first round pick is what held up that. That trade. That trade. So, LeBron retweeting, forget those picks. 
is a shot at Palenque. But here's the problem, too. Because now, isn't it LeBron who chose Westbrook over yes, Buddy Heald? Yes. So isn't it LeBron's fault that the roster yes. is constructed the way it is? Yeah, like we did what you asked us to do. And so now, now you now don't we, like what you did, right. and you're trying to sell me out because of it. And not only that, like you made me go get a guy that makes $40 million. That's not the easiest thing to move. So... You got to live with it, man. Y'all just got to figure it out. You, LeBron, you, AD, and Russ, y'all got to figure it out, man. Zarnar in the morning, 1250 AM and 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. Get home with me and Joe Reinagle this afternoon, 4 till 7. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. What a day. What a show. It's only been like 10 minutes. As I know, it's flew by. Appreciate my producer. Producing his ass off as always. The great James Pledger. Don't forget, Michael Jimenez today, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. to halftime. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, don't I think. Know. I don't know. I don't know, man. We got to ask Rob. But if he is here, <laughs> if he does show up. You gonna give away some seats to uh, Kevin Hart's? What is this name of this tour? The reality the re- check. The reality check tour. Uh, we want to send you win a pair of tickets all week long right here on San Antonio Sports Stars. Kevin Hart live in the AT and T Center Saturday, August thirteenth. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster, or you could just stay if you light on the bread, or you just want to save money. Just stay tuned to San Antonio Sports Star for a chance to win. Specifically today on halftime, if Jimenez shows up. Also, don't forget this Thursday, 14 years in business, ESPN San Antonio slash San Antonio Sports Star slash Alpha Media, whatever you want to do, SA Sports Star, ESPN San Antonio, 14 years celebrating their anniversary at the Rue Pub. Michael Jimenez show will be out there for sure on Thursday from 12 to 2, and then the Blitz will back clean up. And they'll be on 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then after that, we party, we eat, we Uber. And Troy Aikman may be in the building. I've heard he's going to be there. Mm, Menix has been promoted. This is his thing. Menix has been promoting that Troy Aikman's going to pull up. So, wow, hopefully I don't have a flat tire, smart ass. Uh, Troy Aikman will be in the building celebrating with us. That's the How second long? flat tire comment today. <laughs> I know. How long Troy will be in the building? I don't know. But this Thursday, RuPub. Come hang out with us. If you can only hang out during the day, just come during the day. If you can only come hang out in the evening, then come hang out in the evening. Regardless, just come and give them some flowers because they've done a hell of a thing to stay around this long for 14 years. It ain't easy. It's not easy in this business. So other than that, um, did I miss anything? Oh, they got the whole, is the grilling with the Blitz? Is that every week? Every week. Every, every Thursday. Upload a photo of what's on your grill and enter a description and the recipe at sasportstar.com, and you can win $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. The winner is chosen every Thursday at 6 on the Blitz. So if you're grilling tonight, you're grilling tomorrow, you're grilling Wednesday, make sure you take a pic, upload the recipe, put it on sasportstar.com. Jason Minnis trying to give you $50 at Tri-County where they got the best cuts of meat. And I saw he mm-hmm. did he did another steak last night. Like, I'm worried about Jason's red meat intake. Like seriously, like he didn't get the gout. <laughs> my man puts away a lot of red meat and very little green. <laughs> he had asparagus last night. Did I saw, he? He had some asparagus on the side. Now, 
I don't know if Joanna ate all the asparagus. <laughs> I don't know how much. I, it might have just been for the photo. It might have just been for the photo because I've traveled with Jason three times now. Three. Mm-hmm. Two weeks in L, two, one week in Oxnard, three days in New York, and then another week in L.A. Never seen a vegetable on this plate. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been working with Minix for 20 years. I've never seen a, <laughs> never seen a vegetable. So three weeks of eating, not a vegetable in sight. So I don't know if the asparagus last night was just for the Instagram. Because, you know, we do a lot of stuff for the gram. No, I think it's Joanna making him. I don't know, man. I, I, I gotta, I'm going to ask Miss Minix if he ate any of that asparagus. Because, <laughs> I, again, I've never seen him eat a veggie. He ate clam chowder. You know, I've seen him eat a bunch of clam chowder, seen him eat a few burgers here and there. But my man is putting away a steak or two a week. And I ain't, this ain't no little bitty steak. This is steak the size of my face, and my face is big. So I'm worried about my guy. (laughs) Maybe Joe can help him. Joe has some pretty good habits because Joe has to eat well to keep that jawline, to keep keep looking svelte for television. So maybe some of Joe's eating habits will uh, rub off. On Mr. Minix. Now, the thing about Minix is his portion control is phenomenal. I'll give him that. He don't eat much. He don't eat much. Like, he may not eat good, but his portion, like, he ain't water sizing anything. He's not getting the large soda. He's not finishing a double meat burger. Like, his portion control, and that's half the battle in this whole crazy dieting world. So, See, I can't do that. No, we know, Pledge. You have no control <laughs> over your portion control, but your metabolism is like a cheetah. So, you're good. You're good. I need to work on it all. I need to work on portion, choice, time. Activity. I'm thinking about going back to intermittent. I did intermittent for a while in 2018 before the baby was born. It, wor- it did wonders for me. I was doing I was doing intermittent fasting. I was doing the eight-hour window, 16 hours fasting. I would do like 12 to 8 of eating and then fasting from 8 till 12. I mean, that's kind of been my whole life just yeah, unintentionally. It wor- it wor- it's not that hard, actually. It's, it's not. not that hard to fast. Like you can do water and black coffee during the fast. The problem is, I'm here all day and I don't even think about eating while I'm here unless yeah. y'all bring me something. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> intermittent fast, it works and it's not that hard. Like now, when you start talking about doing like Viking style, like four hours of eating and twenty hours fasting, that's tough. But I've heard that is works. It? I've never tried that. I guess it just depends on how much you can put away in those four hours. Because the, the the thing with intermittent fasting is the question is always been is do you still have to eat healthy during when you're during your feeding oh, window? I don't know, but I, I See, think I Viking because there, there's a lot of times in a day I only eat once a day. See, that's Viking style, which is that that's I know a lot of people that do the one one meal a day. Not a lot of people. I know a lot of YouTube, but that's people. just me getting busy and forgetting. When I'm bored, I just eat. <laughs> yeah, that, it it works. <laughs> Boredom kickstarts my do, hunger. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I can't do the one time a day. I wouldn't even try and start that journey. But I'm thinking about going back to intermittent fasting. If lettuce is in his burger manix, then he's good. Rocky can see us. That's funny. <laughs> I don't think he eats any vegetable. I think the asparagus was for Instagram. But anyway, I had a fun show. Rob should be back tomorrow. We'll see. I don't know how my man's going to be feeling. No, I think he'll be good. r and the morning. Appreciate your pledge. ESPN 1250 AM and 1033 FM. See y'all manana.